Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scuttlebutt, the War Movie Review Podcast. <laughs> to mark the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Midway, we're taking a look at the 2019 film Midway, um, which depicts the epic battle of the same name. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Yo. Mike B. Yep. And Nathan the Viking. Uh, so guys, uh, what do you think? There we go. That's great. That, that's great. That's what Nate thinks about it. I'm keeping both of those in. You can't cut them out. That's I fine. did it. Yeah, I did it through the intro, so you can't cut it out. So, yeah. That's that's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. Very professional. Very, very professional. <laughs> Seltzer water does miracles, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't think Mike has uh, has started off by giving. Oh, his that's right. First. He doesn't yeah, want to so. start. So I know he loved this movie. Do you so. want to start, Mike? Um. I can, yes, I can. I mean, if uh, you want a second mic, I can jump into it real quick. Mine's very fast. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're saying you want to go first? I mean, I'll, I'll, I've just... never gone. Have I never gone first? I thought I you know. did last time, I... but it, it doesn't matter. Okay. okay, so I sat through this not too long ago, a couple hours ago, and watched this. And I actually, it was funny because I, I didn't realize that I had seen clips on YouTube from this film. Um, and it was fun and that's why I remembered that I never wanted to watch this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not putting any bias in there, but like I was just like, okay, well, this is how it's going to be. I never want to watch it. So I did today, and um, okay, first of all, the acting was absolute horseshit. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> for the pearl. No, here's the thing: is like if fifty percent of the actors are, are are actually acting well, I won't say that to open up a fucking uh, a podcast. The acting was horseshit. It was so just disingenuous. It was so lazy. And it really was. Cause I've seen good acting. And this was not it. And the writing, just as to blame for being shitty as the acting. The writing was fucking awful. It's what people who have never been in the military, never actually researched um, historical events, never talked to people who were there. Uh, it's what they would write to make it sound like this in something that the American people would want to see. Right. Um, as far as historic events, I will be completely honest with you. I know the very macro, very macro level of the battle of Midway. I don't know the details. I don't know exactly who hit who, when, and what day I know it happened. I know that it was a very, um, decisive victory by the Americans because, they were able to intercept um, messages from the Japanese and get there before they did, and then kind of set a trap. They sustained heavy losses, but anyway, the Battle Midway was like the first American victory, basically in the in the Pacific theater. That was the war in World War Two. <clears throat> what? You, you yeah, yeah, in war, the war because it, yeah. it was before Operation Torch. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so I know that, but like, it was okay. I'll wrap this up by saying, it was just another action film. That's all it was. And, and and so you combine shitty acting, shitty writing, um, a lot of CGI, which was not the best. It, it was not the worst either. It, w- it was it was okay. Okay. But like you combine that with, you know, just it being an action film. It's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you trying to tell a story? You know, you're just trying to make it an action film. So that's my opening statements. It, it, it's Fast and Furious, but World War II. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to... Yes, I, I completely agree with everything Mike said. Um, 
<laughs> well, to start as, uh, well, what, what you were saying, Mike, about how the shitty writing and all that stuff, I was watching this last night and I was like, I was laughing because I was just so like dumbfounded that a movie would be made this year. I, I'd message Brian while I was watching. I said, I feel like I'm watching a movie from the 1950s made today. Like, that's what it feels like. You, you know? summed it up like, so well, too. Right, yeah, I'm just like, like, it feels like a movie from the 50s being made today. Like it, it, The U.S. Army presents... Porkchop right, Hill yeah. with CGI. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. oh my god. And uh, But yeah, it's of course, everyone... It's funny, anytime I like talk shit about this movie, um, which I did without even watching it, because I knew already what it was without watching it, but I actually did watch the whole thing last night. Um, but anytime I would talk shit about it, and be like, oh man, I don't want to see that horse shit... And everyone would say, well, what do you expect? It's a Roland Emmerich film. It's like, yeah, Roland Emmerich made Independence Day. So, of course, the movie feels like Independence Day, you know? And uh, he also made The Patriot, uh, a bunch of other bombastic horse shit. Action films. Action films, yes. Um, but, uh, but, oh, my God. I was watching it, you know, and it was like, uh, I, I was the whole time, I mean... It's called Midway, and there's so little of Midway in it. The movie wants to cover so much. And from what I understand, the historical stuff is actually, like, it's surface-level accurate. You know, they get a lot of the the, the dates and the people's names right and the battles, what happened and such. Yeah. But there's no, like, there's so much going on, and there's no narrative to, to bind it all together. It's just, like... It's all of this st- separate shit happening, like the Doolittle Raid and, uh, oh, God, what else? Well, you know, Pearl Harbor is the first thing it shows, um, then the Doolittle Raid, and then uh, the Coral Sea, and it's just like there's no narrative to bind it all together, so the movie feels like it's 17 hours long, and it just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just shit happening, and, uh yeah. It's, uh, and, and like you said, like, uh, terrible acting. And there's good actors in this movie, you know, there's Woody Harrelson and, uh, yep. um, <laughs> the one I got the most amusement from was Dennis Quaid. Um, every time it cuts to him, he's just like, oh, I love those boys. And I'm just like, oh my God, dude, what's going on? God damn yeah. rash. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, but, uh. The biggest surprise was uh, one of the Jonas Brothers uh, in it. And I, when I say surprise, not that he was a good actor. It was just like, <laughs> why is this guy in this movie? Um, every time it cut to him, it was like awkward and embarrassing. And uh, I was like, why? I, I, I theorized that they actually shot more stuff with him, but they cut like 90% of it out uh, because he was just such an awful actor. Um, because it seemed like, why is he even on the poster? Like, why is he a character at all? In this, you know, because it's Jonas Brother. That's well, why. why it sells the film. <laughs> it sells sells the film. That's why sells the film to the uh, to the youth of uh, two thousand nine. Yeah. Well, um, to well, well, to 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 counter or to to add on to that, it's a PG thirteen rating movie. Okay, so therein brings in my next point. To bring in the younger audience, <laughs> I, we're yeah. tying in the conspiracy of the Jonas Brothers and a, a PG thirteen movie, dude. Right. They I'm wanted one the kid money. Here, guys. They wanted the kid money, but Mike. What well, don't you understand? I understand. I just don't like it. But uh, um, <laughs> well, Fast and really, Furious, really quick, really World quick. War Two, Jonas Brothers, and a PG thirteen rating. Are you insane? Yeah. Do really you quick, know how Mike much Nate, money it's going to make? What's up, Mike? Mike and Nate, do you know how Five Guys walk? <laughs> Oh, Nate, oh, I'm all right. There we go. <laughs> I guess Nate does. Oh. <laughs> it caught me off guard. 
but, but, but it's relevant to We're making movie a movie because, okay. here, you know? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, speak, uh, Brian, what you just did there, holy shit, like, uh, everyone's got the most over-the-top, like, oh. New Jersey accent in this movie. Well, except for the yokel, right. where I think his job is only to be like, what is that guy doing? That's yeah. not that kind of, it's like, the only fucking time that guy's in the movie is, like, pointing out something totally obvious. It's right, like, right. what the fuck? So, you know, I, just, I, I, mm-hmm. I've been talking too long. Nate, uh, uh, sorry, Brian, you, you go for it. <laughs> Nate, Brian. So, yeah, just to put my few cents in, you know, um, first off, everything that depicted in the movie happened in reality. Even the crazy shit of, like, the, the two pilots that got taken aboard the Jap uh, cruiser. <laughs> and uh, that happened. That's, like, I have a, a really good book, actually, right about this called... Clean uh, Up on Aisle 3. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I fucked no up words. while Brian was talking. My microphone <laughs> fell over while I was drinking my coffee. <laughs> nice. One didn't fall into your coffee. Yeah, sorry. Go but, ahead, Brian. But yeah, no, all the events did happen. It was very real. And it was cool going into this because I love the original Midway. I think it's really good, and it tells the story of the battle. And I read a lot about Midway. I know a good deal about the battle. And uh, to sum it up, basically, the whole War of the Pacific changed in five minutes because the, the most one of the most advantageous things you do with carriers is you group your carriers so you can get a huge you know, air arm to attack a target how the Japanese were able to basically destroy Pearl Harbor. Um, but it's also the most dangerous thing you could do because when the enemy fleet finds you and they send their planes to destroy you, you have all these sitting ducks right next to each other. So that was the biggest curse of the... It was called the Kurubutai, the four main Japanese carrier. I think Strike Group 1 or something. Um, but all the events did take place. And there's a really good book about this called Pacific Payback, which actually follows the Enterprise crew from before the war until the Battle of Midway. So I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. You know, I wonder how much they talk about this. And as I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck? This is the book Pacific Payback, but with a different name. Like, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. Why is it called Midway? Why is Doolittle in there? Why is the raid on Roy Namori in there? And why the fuck, why the fuck does every single early war Pacific movie need to show the Japanese naval high command, like, in Japan planning <laughs> shit? Like, yeah, just, Tora, just Tora, Pearl Tora, Harbor, yeah. Pearl Harbor, yeah. fucking uh, the original Midway. Like, why do we need to see these upper echelon? Like, why does a group of Japanese high officers have to talk about fighting and then they fight? Like, well, that you can was, leave that fucking shit out. That was one thing that uh, I wanted to bring up, and I was thinking about it while I was watching the movie. Um, because I remember, Brian, uh, one time you were saying, you said, you, you really don't like it when, like, war movies jam in these scenes that have, like, a bunch of strategic, you know, talking and all this stuff. And uh, not that, you know, it's like, no. Yeah. It, and it's not like... Oh, I, I'm too stupid to follow that. It's more just like the audience doesn't care, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, like, it's just it's just chewing gum for the movie, you know. It's just filling it up, showing that this shit's important, and uh, it's an easy way to show that like you know shit is important. Um, but uh, but th- this I was thinking that because this movie is jammed to the gills with that shit. And uh, you're, it's just like Pearl Harbor when it comes to that, and also like Pearl Harbor. Um, I mean, I could, uh, the, the Pearl Harbor scene in this movie, I could intercut that scene with shots from the movie Pearl Harbor, and you wouldn't be able to tell which one was which, because it looks the exact fucking same. The shot of the Arizona exploding is from the exact same angle that it's shown in the movie <laughs> Pearl Harbor. It is the exact same shot. I mean, they could have just taken the shot from Pearl Harbor and put that in the movie. I mean, I don't know why they had to take, take all the time to redo it if it was going to be the exact same fucking thing. We should take Pearl Harbor in this movie and make, like, the mega movie. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like everything covered up to Midway, you know. Was... Oh, Eagle Squadron, Roy Namor, uh, Doolittle Twice. <laughs> like, yeah. fucking, 
But the funny thing is, you know, like what you're saying, yes, all this stuff did happen, but it's one of those cases. It doesn't need to get shown. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, complain about historical accuracy in a lot of movies. I, me, myself being one of them. And it's like people, I think a lot of people think, oh, if they only made this movie exactly like a history book, that would make those people happy. It's like, no, there is a different, there's a separation between history and a movie and this just is this is just a wikipedia page this movie it's it's just hey this is what happened from barely yeah yeah it's like it is the surface level stuff of this of this movie it's like their their um their source their historical source material was wikipedia it is so surface level and yeah (laughs) It, it reminded me a lot you know it was like a watered down pearl harbor basically like you know half the time but it also reminded me a lot of Fury because it's just like, that's cool. Let's do that. Oh, look yeah, at that. Oh, that's yeah, it's cool. It's like, inserting. you know, there's pulling shit. And yeah, and like, it's just, it's about everything but Midway. And they don't even do a good job of telling the Battle of Midway. You know, like I was, when they were talking about like the battles and stuff, I'm like, cool, we can see some Coral Sea stuff because nobody fucking knows about Coral Sea. Nobody sees Coral Sea stuff. And then it's like the Yorktown is sink or what is the Hornet sinking or something. And it's like, wow, fucking that's great. You get nothing out of it. You know, it's like this. It's just they hit all the wrong notes along the way. And the Battle of Midway is like 30 minutes for the film called Midway. Like, the movie Midway is two and a half hours of the Battle of Midway. Like, you know, from May to June of 44. And also, uh, it was so annoying how they fucking had to throw Ford in there. In the whole, uh, you know, how he was on Midway. Yeah. And, uh... I think that was so the annoying. only time we see the Midway Islands was, uh, you know, yeah. it was him was because when we cut to him and uh, I was like, oh, that's that's cute. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and in both and Midway is a tiny fucking island. It's oh, two yeah. islands surrounded Very, by a big reef. Yeah, right. It's tiny. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's. Yeah. So but uh, it was just so jarring and so all over the place. It was hard to follow. I mean, again, it was cool that there was a lot of real facts and I will recommend this. I mean, there's really, there's a ton of books on Midway if you want to read them, but there's one really good documentary on YouTube from this guy called Montemayor and he does really good. Like he's a student and he takes years to make them these videos, but they are the best fucking thing ever. Like, you know, you just sit down for two hours and you will get every single fact about Midway you ever wanted or didn't want to know, you know? And it's just crazy how that's out there. You know, and all these crazy facts are out there, but they choose the worst things to pull on. You know, like I bet a lot of people will it's watch. Ho- it's this. Hollywood for you. Oh it's yeah, Hollywood. you know, and also Let's be honest, and it's, yeah. and we are all sitting here. We're not to sound egotistical, but we're very lucky. We're in a position of privilege to have made a war movies before, and you know, we're, we're lucky enough to basically be able to make more. You know, in the future. So you know, we, we sat through all that shit. We actually yeah. did the research. That's that's the oh, difference. Yeah. Is like, but like. You know, yeah. I, I had a very interesting perspective coming in because I used to watch movies all the time with reenacting and history and, and what I liked. And I was thought that the more correct things are, the better the film will be, you know, and that is such an illusion. You know, like you were saying, Mike, yes. you know, just like, well, if it's like the if it's like a Wikipedia article, then the historians will love it. It's like, no, no, no. Story and fact are two different things. You know, you're never going to get everything right. That's the biggest illusion I had going into both war films I've made now is that you're you're not going to get everything right. And if you're trying to, you're focusing on the wrong things. You know, like you, you have to you have to let a little of that go to make it work. You know, and any good film has that. It has this, you know, bit of fantasy to it. So, you know, approaching this and having it all factual, 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 factual just leads to this, you know, meandering two and a half hour thing that's barely about the subject matter that it says it's about. You know, right, and so and so with that, I agree. Uh, Nate, what are your thoughts? 
It's an absolute piece of shit. This <laughs> <laughs> is the man that owns the DVD. Yeah. Look, well, look. We, we, look. Don't want, we don't want you to sugarcoat it. Like, just tell us how you actually are. Okay, so so, I, I, I say that to get a reaction. What I, what I genuinely think is is knowing what it takes to get into to, to do a movie like this. I had to look at it when I got about, I don't know, Two-Face giving a lighter to a Chinese guy in the middle of rural China. Right. That whole storyline that doesn't, doesn't go anywhere. show ever again <laughs> until the very end, other than to say lots of Chinese died from the J- from Japan Wikipedian page. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Like, we'll get to that. Like, we'll discuss so, that. So, 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 my, so my point is, is like I went and I said, okay. I have to disconnect my brain here. I have to do what I have to do with wind talkers. Otherwise, I'm going to have an aneurysm. Because right. my, my grandfather was in Midway. And so, I, for me, there's a, there's a very big connection with that. And so, I knew after that that I wasn't going to get like this, like, you know... Uh, gr- I haven't seen Greyhound, but Greyhound looks a little it's, bit better. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, like like a little little bit better in that sense of like you know maybe a narrative because the thing was I had to I had to go okay, this is going to be a great entertainment movie, and I'm going to have to sit here and go it's a great entertainment movie. Was I entertained? Yeah, I actually was. I thought it was really I thought the visual effects were even though they were not the highest with it all being CG. It was very impressive because I know what it takes to do all that. So that's very impressive. And I know someone slaved over it. So to have like a little bit of, I guess, I don't know, I don't want to say empathy, but just knowing the pain it takes to do all that stuff. It's like I have to respect that someone had to do what they were told. It's called empathy. Empathy, okay. <laughs> had to do what they were told and do it. And they did a good job. And I think it is represented well in that sense. However, it is not it's a factual movie but it's not a factual movie like it's it's terrifyingly not factual and i i i want to like it but it's like there's there's just like it started evolving into like this i can't i referenced it before but like a fast and furious movie yeah you have the one f word you <laughs> yeah. know you have the one thing you you have it's it's yeah america ura 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 you know kill them japs do all this stuff revenge for pearl although i don't think they really go too hard on the the japanese stereotype. well it's it's, it's but weird except for the one captain weird. of the, the cruiser i'll say i don't know right, who cast right. the guy for that was but fucking you know <laughs> but, <laughs> but like one but job like, it, it was it was very it was just i had to i had to disconnect and go it's a good entertainment movie it is narrative soup fucking sandwich i it's so all over the place and we've already touched on it uh, like for the last 15 minutes about the same thing um the other thing i'd have to add on guess on my take because everything's kind of been already been said already is i think i know the answer to the disingenuous acting that we expect from these high level you know kind of powerhouse actors that we've seen you know even ajax ajax the dish soap from deadpool like you know he he does pretty well um uh, I think what it comes down to, especially the older actors like you know Woody Harrelson, Dennis Quaid, a few others, green screen and heavily CG films are very hard for people who aren't visual. Oh yeah. If they don't, if they don't know, if they don't see it in front of them, they can't get a depi- They can't do the the acting they're most likely probably used to. This the heavy CG stuff is really hard for some people to grasp and to pull that. And to them, they're just like, I see green. 
and they want me to say these lines, so I'm going to say I'm like an action hero. Well, dude, here's the thing. <coughs> Phantom Menace. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it, that's the exact problem with the Star Wars prequels. What did you, and, what uh, did you say? He said... I just, I, I just I had a cough, and I said the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. no, here's the thing. Yeah. It's... Because it, it, there are a lot of movies where you have really good actors, and they're terrible in them, and it's all down to you know, the director. And like what you say with the green screen, stuff like that, because the, the, all that stuff is up to the director. You know, oh, we're going to put you in front of a green screen. Just imagine you see something over there. Um, but uh, uh, it all comes down to the director. It's like, I mean, this kind of a weird analogy, but like it's, it's you know, you need, a tool can, a, a tool is made to do certain things, but you need someone who is skilled at uh, using that tool to use it properly. And it's that's how it is with directors. Like, you need a director who is really good at being able to tune these actors to what they are to, to be able to perform. And uh, Roland Emmerich doesn't give two shits about actors. All he cares about is spectacle. So he's like, okay, stand in front of the camera, say your lines. Uh, just I don't care how you say them. Just uh, and, you know, and, and I will. Uh, sorry, uh, Mike. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that was it. It's just you know, okay. it, it's just real. It's very. It's so. But just what he doesn't care about the acting at all. I guarantee you, any kind of direction he gets, stand there and say your lines. That's all he does. And and can I and can I also prove your point here? Because after the Patriot, we have the day after tomorrow, ten thousand BC, twenty twelve. Yeah, he, he's Dark he Horse, fun. Anonymous, White House Down, Independence Day Resurgence, Day After Tomorrow, Deleted Scenes Edition, and then we have Midway. Yeah, it's not a great They're track all... record for not. Heavy CG spectacle. They're, I see a lot of 2012 in this. Now you say that they're all the <laughs> yeah. same. Um, but another thing that's funny too is like you know with going about actors. Like I think every single uh, male character in this movie was married to the same woman. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I could not differentiate any of the female. I am characters. so glad it wasn't just me. Right, I got very like, confused. Every, I was like, wait, yeah. Everyone's I was like, wait, married. Why is his yeah. wife? What? Everyone's like, married yeah. to the same woman, and it's just like it's so. The writing is so bad. It's all their all the wives are there for just to say, "Oh, you're not going away again, are you?" You know, it's just like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, it's so fucking one dimensional. <laughs> oh, typical. You're working. You're working PG-13. too hard. You can't yeah, have any you're drama, working you know, too like, hard. Yeah, I'll make you a sandwich. It's just like, oh, oh, the, oh I told god. him not to be a pilot. Now we're getting. <laughs> uh, yep, we're getting into the nitty gritty shit. Like that's fun because. Yeah, it, it's so fucking retarded. Although I will, um, I will tell you, I will tell you right now, the entertainment value plummeted when I heard "For the Pearl." Um, see, that's that's that was what I was saying when it came to when I say like this seems like a movie that was made in the '40s or '50s because and he drops the right. bomb through the rising sun. I'm that actually like, did happen. I would, okay. Yeah. But yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That did. That, that's yeah, why. Yeah, like, that, there that, actually that is a lot of things that like did happen. That, yeah. 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 I understand. Well, he that. Fucked up. He <laughs> fucked up then. <laughs> He was just. Not he said he was drop. aiming for where the ship should have been, and that's the reason he hit it. Okay, so, so one thing, uh, well, one thing among the many details that we can get into is when you drop a 500-pound bomb on a carrier, unless you hit the magazine or where the ammo is being kept, there's no magazine really technically on a carrier. Ammo depot or whatever, yeah. Unless you hit that. There's not going to be a fucking chain reaction. <laughs> the, the reason, That's not how it works. The reason that it happened like this, which they do a very poor job in this film of Midway explaining, but they do a really good job of doing the original Midway, was that because of all the things that happened in the morning of the 4th, they were rearming to go attack the ships. 
And the, it's a powder keg. And well, that's the thing that there was fucking like there was like the whole you know air arm of the of the ship was being refilled or you know rearmed in the uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a special hangar deck, not the hangar deck or something. But like that's where you know they were all rearming. And the thing about Japanese ships is they don't have any fire damage or fire control. That was because they were all basically converted to battleships or merchant ships because of the Washington uh, Treaty. So I understand what you mean, an American or a Western style carrier. Or the later, they had one modern one later in the war called the Tahoe. That like, if you hit, yes, that's not going to happen. But Midway was a very special circumstance of events. You know, like it's crazy. The battle shouldn't have happened how it happened, but it did how it did. And yeah, those fucking carriers yeah. blew the fuck up. Like when they got hit by the bombs. Under any other scenario, I hundred percent agree with you. Under under the battle, I hundred percent agree with you. But Midway is just very strange, and that's why it's crazy because like the whole war changed in five fucking minutes. Like you know, it, completely. Right. It, so it, if you if you want to know the nitpicky thing for me, Mike, a fucking carrier can't move that goddamn fast on turning a goddamn you. wheel. It's Thank not a you. fucking car. <laughs> I'm a boater. Trust me. Not even an 18 foot Boston Whaler can move that pivot that fast on Dude. a turn. And in, in this film, this particular Ugh. film is like they were. It was like okay, go to port or go to starboard. You know. And they just fucking cranked the wheel, and then it was it's like instantly like, it's like like you're driving a speedboat. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like this thing is the size of a fucking city. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Right, the yeah. laws of physics do not allow that thing to just pivot and go. Oh well, we're gonna avoid the torpedo or the bombs. No. Oh, the and, torpedo, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and like so, there's that. Another thing is, it showed in one scene. I think it was the Americans, their fleet. Yeah, you're never, never gonna have two aircraft carriers that fucking close to each other. They could you're see just the groups. Not going to do they that. could. You mean later on when they could see the Yorktown getting uh, attacked? Yeah, but do, do you remember? Do you remember the scene where they were like literally like probably 300 yards away from each other? Well, I think that was carriers? like when they were going north, going to Midway. But I know what you mean. Though still, they would have had different task still forces. Still would not happen yeah. because dude, what's the on whole, the, the deck of that thing? ship? <laughs> yeah, those American bombers. No, no fucking way would they have seen that. Yeah. There's no fucking yeah. way because. Dude, the carrier is the center of the entire fucking fleet at that point. Yeah. And, and it's like, you're not just going to have like two aircraft carriers rolling along. They're like, oh, you got a fucking Shelby GT500? I got a fucking Corvette, bitch. Yeah, hey, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what you, go, oh, you got fucking America? You got U.S. Army bombers on that? Fuck you, man. No, no. It's They're going to be so far apart. Sure, they can see each other on the horizon. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. Like when the like, Yorktown was getting attacked, they could see the flak over the horizon. So that's how they knew. Because I think. No. That, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I know what you mean. Th that's. Yep. The, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like there was a scene where there was two aircraft carriers right next to each other. It's like I don't give a fuck what happens. You guys are be in communication with people that are like, hey, we're here. You know, your navigators and everything are going to be like saying, hey, yeah, it's never going to fucking happen. And if it did, somebody really, a lot of people really fucked up. Oh yeah, bad. Yep. So and that that that's totally shitty, and they did that for the cinematic effect, which yep. I get, because then they could see oh they got army bombers and they're oh god, gives <laughs> a fuck. Which is like literally, it's like I think a similar scene from Midway or from Pearl Harbor when that happened. Oh wait, no, they're the pilots, so they know. I'll I'll tell you another in a horrible inaccuracy. <laughs> no. No seafaring man would ever waste a perfectly good anchor on a POW. Uh, they, yeah, they would have yeah, used like a, a weight for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was, usually they would use because 
when they they would they would feel like they, it would feel like just they would feel some kind of debris they don't need anymore and fill it full of shit. When they put over. dead over the side for like burial at sea, they usually use empty shell casings during the war. That's how they would weight the the um you know yeah, whatever. Put them, put them in but an yeah. empty yeah. fucking ammo box and then yeah. But they're seafarers, Nathan. It's not like a room full of anchors. <laughs> you know the, the, the cruiser. Well, like I, I hate that's what pulled me out of this scene. I'm just like I'm looking at him going. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. He's not tied to that anchor, right? That's a good anchor. Like, why would you toss that? <laughs> That's a good it? anchor, right there. I was yeah. thinking about that because the funny thing is, is like you really don't need anything. You, like, you don't need something extremely heavy to just pull someone down in no. the water. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't need this POW, but I need this anchor. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also don't need these empty ammo crates that we used in these mm -hmm. engagements. I don't need these empty ammo casings, so we'll just stuff them full of that. Hey, Johnny, get the cement shoes. <laughs> right. That'll weigh half his body weight, and he's also tied in his hands so he can't swim, and he's tied with his feet so he can't swim. Mm -hmm. Well, bam. Yeah, right. You know? But, uh, again, cinematic effect, and it, it's just like, what? I get it. Why don't you like, go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, if that story's true and he actually said that, yeah. That's an American. Nobody, nobody yeah. knows what he said because they found out about it after the fact. Like, after the yeah, war, yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah, these two yeah. guys are missing, and they were like, this yeah, Japanese yeah. story, they're like, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I he, did, he, yeah. He, he could have yeah. been like, piss off, not not doing it. Yeah, who knows? You know? And yeah, I did. Like that, but, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, sorry, sorry, Mike, I didn't mean, I keep... Oh, no, no, it's fine. I was just I was just speculating, like, you know, what he could have said. And, like, but I, I, so that story was true, and, like, that's fine, but, like, why do you... Why is that one of your like pinnacles of like, <laughs> oh the film? Well, that's that's. Why don't you go fuck yourself? That's a that, uh, what I want to say about some of the stuff that I was very confused with this movie was that like, where we, this movie does not isolate itself to the American perspective. It also goes to the Japanese perspective, despite the fact being that this movie is a fucking like patriotic like American flag you know thumping type thing, and which is Jerk so off yeah, which is so confusing <laughs> because at the because they they show. They try to show, like, some of the atrocities happening in China, or they mention them, you know, or something like that. And at the end of the movie, it's, like, dedicated to the Americans and Japanese. It's like, <laughs> what? It doesn't make any sense with the tone that it's setting. It's, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't... Well, it was stupid, too, because it's like, okay, at the end, let's just address this, Nate. Like, at the end, it's all about how fucking bad the Japanese were, and it's like, blah, blah, this guy fucking, you know did this heroic shit. And it's like, they don't mention the Japanese. Like, the Japanese fought extremely well. They did. You can like it or hate it. It's a fact. They fought extremely well. Like, they they fell into a trap, and they responded the best they could. And it was all like, the Japanese are just killers. Like, you know, from the Chinese scene, like when they are in China with Doodle. And it's like, okay, so all the Japanese were were these psychotic killers, and these sailors that were facing the Americans who did it very well. And also I want to address the, um, they didn't, they didn't go all the way. They went about six, 70% eh, of the way of the kamikazes, right? Yeah. I was about that was a to, true story yeah. too. That happened. Yeah. But that shit was it intention. Like, cause the actual this kamikazes. Part of the war, no, it was my planes. No. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. It, what was, it was too, it was too early. I thought they, the guy who had low fuel, low everything, who was looking at the, burning carrier was going to kamikaze but so, they didn't do that that was not to right, interject right. but that was really cool i thought because like that was the big thing you have fucking three carrier groups flying around trying to land and their carriers are gone 
because the, the first wave had just like, got back from Midway. So those guys basically dished into the sea. That was the big thing. Like, if you have nowhere to land, you can't land fucking four right. carrier groups onto right. one carrier. So I thought it was kind of cool, but they did it kind of bad because, like, the guy's just, like, tapping his gauge and they do nothing else. Um, but I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to put in there, you know. There, like, there's a few good things they did put in there, but... Well, 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 I, uh, well I, I was, I was going to say just, like, the one thing I did think, whether it's done accurately or correctly, the one thing I found at least very impressive was the interpretation of something that we haven't been able to get in prior Midway-like movies is the perspective of the actual dive from yes. those droppers. That's something that very much impressed me from this film, um, honestly. I, I yeah, and those, those planes were that. not made for that. Yeah. And they had to figure out how to do that and then pull up. You know, that's why that's what they were saying. Yeah, so I'm agreeing with you. It's like yeah, yeah. when he's at 1,800 feet, that's not enough. And that's why he hit the fucking water. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, those planes are not made to do that. Yeah. And your body's not made to do that unless you're in a specifically designed plane. Like the... That's why on the Ju-87, they had wings, and, and the whole plane was designed specifically for diving, like going almost straight down. Yeah. Picking up speed, you're at terminal velocity, and then some, because you've got your engines going, um, and then you have to drop this bomb and then pull up, and then you're going to probably pass out. Right, yeah, G-force. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, and, that, that, yeah. that was something I don't think they explained very well, is that those planes can't, couldn't, were not designed for that. They didn't never really The, the wings would pop off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, or else you yeah. just keep going into the and, ocean. Like, yeah. And, you, and they you did break show, the cables and in they, your wings, and you try to pull up because the G-force is too much, and then you right, crumble yeah. too Right, th- then you're fucked. That was a big and, problem and, later in and, the war. And they did show a lot of guys going. Like... Yeah, like that. Is, that is not something they shied away from, and I mean, there were no named right. planes, but you know, it's it was it was interesting to watch that in that perspective. I, of that. I did like that they did show, um, you know, a couple of the planes when they hit the aircraft carriers, they just crash. You know, I, mm-hmm. I did like. Yeah, some yeah, of that. yeah. I uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's a dumb movie, but it's like. I mean that that did happen a lot where those because you can go onto YouTube and just find like compilations of you know stock footage oh, yeah. of just planes just like disintegrating when they hit those aircraft. And areas. and and that's and that's the thing is we haven't really had a movie, um, in this modern era of cinema to really depict that. So as much as we shit on this movie, there are some very cool things that again I think Mike. A lot kind, of cool things. I think I think yep. Mike insinuated a little bit of it's like you know. I watched those cool clips on YouTube, and that's all I had to do. That's all you needed, you know. Like, you know, like, like. Well, I, I watched the one of him um, saying, "Go, why don't you go fuck yourself?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I never want to watch this fucking movie." <laughs> and then here we are. Here yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. So to your point, though, they actually did a lot of really cool things um, with the uh, the aviation. Like it's, yeah, because the Japanese had zeros at this point, and. They could outmaneuver any fucking American plane at that point. Any fighter plane, torpedo plane, bomber plane, fighter bomber, you name it. Um, and they, they actually, you know, showed that a bit. And then they showed that the American um, fighter bombers or torpedo planes had machine guns in the back. And they could actually get them off their ass. They didn't do that in the way that I would have liked to. Like, they just had them shooting. They had the wrong sound, one, too. Because that was shoot, well, and that that one, should be a stinger. Yeah, because... Yep, because and it was a, yeah, it was a, and so here's the thing too with with that yeah with that um, not one reload was shown for the uh, rear gunners, which they had extra ammo back there. I think three hundred rounds extra, yeah. They only another. Yes, and and so there was no reloads. Um, also, a lot of the uh, machine gunners and the planes 
were just firing just but there were a lot of scenes where the planes are firing in like controlled bursts like like yeah. well, they you know and so that's the thing is like the people don't realize that in a dog fight in World War II, don't, no matter where you are, ETO, PTO, you've got a limited amount of ammo, and your guns will jam. And so you're not going to want to just lay on that unless you've got a really good shot on a bomber or something, and you know that if you keep on for a, about another half second, it's going to fucking go, but you're down more ammo than you thought. And so in a lot of these scenes, they actually, um, they're just going, and it hits the plane. And they readjust, and then they go, miss, hits the plane. And it's like, okay, that's realistic. Yeah. That's actually realistic. And and, 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 that, and the that fact that they weren't hitting the tail gunner either, or the tail for the plane at all. Like that's right, no, they're going for the engine. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah. engine and then the pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and yep. I, I will just say that if, being a re- if I was a rear gunner, I would totally do an Indiana Jones maneuver. Shoot the back yeah, of the hit plane. The tail? Yeah, Absolutely. shoot yourself yeah. down. It's quicker. Oh, and hundred percent. I playing playing L two Stimmervik and doing that. I've I've shot a, shot down my own plane. So about do, times doing a Henry Jones. Of... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blowing the tail apart. Son, I'm sorry. They got, they us. got us. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, that yeah, it's a big risk. Yeah, to add on to what you said, Mike. Though that's where the term the whole nine yards comes from. Because you had right. nine yards of a belt. Nine and yards you know, of ammo. If you, wanna, if you got the guy in your fucking sights, you give him the whole nine yards, which you hammer away. And nine yards yeah. is not much. <laughs> no. 27, 20 to 25 seconds, I think, of continuous fire, depending on the plane. For the, oh, for the uh, I, think it was, I think it was less than that. Dude. I think it was like 15. Well, I might be thinking of a spit. I'm saying in general for the Second World War, like you have yeah, sure. 25 I, I think in general seconds it was between 10 and 15. Yep. I could be wrong on that, but like it's not that long. Yeah. Well, especially when you I think mean, about That P-51. ammo also <laughs> has a lot of weight. Yeah. That ammo has a lot of weight to it. And. You can only put so much in the wings, plus the fuel and all that shit. And it's like, yeah. So that's why, like, when you see original um, um, footage of, uh, like, original, like, uh, cam footage in the cockpit of pilots from whatever side, yeah, they usually fire in, like, very short bursts. Because they've got, you know, four to eight guns going off, depending on what plane you're talking about. And it's like, well, that's a lot of rounds. And... It's like, I, I got to make sure those shots are on target. If they're not, and they run out, I'm fucked because I have to go back to my field unarmed and have these guys chase me and deal with anti-aircraft fire. You know, it's like, it's not good. And so, um, yeah, that, that's the thing that, like, very few films. And this one, here's the thing is, like, they half did and they half didn't. And I'm like, well, A, that would save you a bunch in a, a post, you know, for, for, for um, 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 CGI is to not have these guys doing that, but like some scenes, it was like massive bursts, and then like the same plane is doing massive bursts again. It's like, well, you're out of ammo at this point. You're done. Or, or at least one of your weapons would have jammed. Blah, blah, blah. But in certain scenes, they, they had it right. And I'm like, why the fuck were you consistent? Yeah, it's, well, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's probably the advisor fighting the director. That's what I'm guessing is like someone saying, okay, this has to be logical for blah, 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 because you want it to be correct. Don't you roll an Emmerich? And he's like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then 
he's like, but wait a minute, I want it to be like this. And that's that's usually how it goes is when it comes to that. It's that the director with his vision is fighting, you know, the advisor. That happens a lot like in, you know, say. Well, I, I have no idea about that ever. <laughs> hey, I, I listen to you guys. <laughs> no, no I, I'm not fucking with you, but like, no, it's like, here's the thing is he did not listen. Right. That's the problem. That's the problem. Like, so then it's a cluster. He, he didn't fuck. listen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's inconsistent because, yeah, a lot of those scenes I was sitting there, I was like the aerial combat and the like when they were strafing the. A again, you don't strafe a fucking ship, <laughs> because as a fighter you don't strafe a ship. Well, uh, that's not your role. I disagree because you're gonna hit something, and in that situation, I mean, if you're low enough for like the the dauntless. Or but like again, the the, bur- the bursts on those is what I'm saying. It's like. If you're gonna straighten yeah. the ship, it's not gonna be these long like no. from fucking from fucking bow to stern. It's not gonna be that whole thing, which was portrayed in the movie, mm-hmm. right? And then with every hit from your machine gun, there's an explosion. Not factual. Uh, yeah, that's how it not is in all. the movie. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like talking about all these things that are depicted a little bit well in this movie, you know, like uh, some of the bursts and things like that. The problem is, is the whole movie, though, like all of these air battles and such, it feels like fucking Star Wars the way that they do it with the cameras spinning around in the air and stuff like that. And yes. it just takes exact, exactly. Yeah, it takes all of the tension out. The movie has absolutely no teeth, no balls, and uh, it just all feels like a fucking you know. Uh, a uh, cutscene to it's a action movie. Game. It's an action movie. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing is it's an action movie. It's not it's not trying to like convey the struggle that was the Battle of Midway, which again, I know very surface level shit, but I also know that it was a very Red Tails. Intense very <laughs> intense and very pivotal oh. battle. And um didn't last that long, but it was like insane. And they they got they got some of the shit right. You know, from what I know of, like, aerial combat, blah, 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 uh, <clears throat> aerial to naval, naval combat, too. And it's like, they got some of it right, but, like, why didn't they follow through? That's the problem. It's like, and I think that's what you were saying, Mike, is, like, either the budget didn't account for it or some other weird shit. But, like, the advisor team and, or advisor and director just, they didn't get it on on several of these scenes yeah it was uh that's usually what happens i mean and you hear about it like with you know band of brothers in the pacific and saving private ryan stuff like that is that the advisors you know they they say hey this has to be this way but the director says but we have to show this you know and it's uh it's usually i mean the director is gonna win you know he's the he's the yeah he's the top dog so uh it's it's uh whenever uh I like when I was working with you guys. I'm like, listen, uh, you guys, you guys get what I'm trying to do with this movie, but I want you guys to tell me like what is the most realistic. And when it came to this and stuff like that, that was important to me. And I was like, whatever is the most realistic, I can mold that into a movie, you know, because that's what's important Correct. to me. Yeah, and to mold that into a narrative. But with Roland Emmerich, I think he's just like, no, I want to see cool shit. I don't care if it's not realistic. Right. You know? That that that's the that, that that yeah. You're probably right. And so. I'm sure, like, the scenes that were actually fairly realistic, in my opinion, that's not a fact, um, were the ones that he listened to on, and it's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, the biggest pet peeve I had, that something that was original, that they could have and added that would have been fucking insane, is during the war, Jap- every Japanese ship used a different colored dye for their flak so that they could easily adjust to the range of the fighter. So if you're on ship x you use orange dye so you can you know get your range whatever so when those guys were diving on the fucking fleet it looked like the last 20 minutes of 2001 space odyssey 
They were literally fucking flying through a rainbow, which I think would be fucking insane. Now, it would make it look completely out of this world, but that's how it was. You know, like you're fucking flying through a deadly yeah, there's, rainbow. There's, and I, there's in, different ways to do it, and from the, There's different ways to do it. Like um, how I would have true. done this. Like when I when I see like stock footage from the Pacific War and I see the tracers and stuff going through the air, I mean, it looks scary. You know, it, it, I mean, they look they look sporadic and you never know where, what the fuck they're going to hit. But um, in this movie, it's like every molecule around the planes is getting shot except for the planes, you know? Yes, that's very true. <laughs> it's like Star Wars. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the problem. It's like you you need to do it in a realistic way and not turn it into Star Wars or a video game, you know. Or Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like there's a difference between space combat and, you know, actual earth combat, for everyone to say. But, you know, it's just it, it's they got a lot right, but they they did miss out on some music. Like, few little things that in my opinion would have made it just like that much better for those certain scenes. Like I did like how a lot of times they were surprised. Like, all of a sudden, tracers would fly past their cockpit. And like, oh, shit, Japs are there. Not like, you know, look at the meatballs on their wings. You know, just like, it was kind of cool how, the, like, you realized what was happening as they realized what was happening, or at least that's how they attempted to do it. But, um, yeah, you know, overall, it was just really boring and meandering until, like, the first real dive bombing attack on the, the Japanese fleet, which is, you know, 20 minutes of the movie, which is the only part where they're at Midway. So... Yeah, um, I couldn't even tell you when or where Midway was, except for the yeah. John Ford scenes. Um, I yeah, I didn't even know why the fuck it was important to begin with. Um, you know, if I was going into this movie not knowing anything about it's the like, actual they don't even have a map either. Too uh, like you know, you think that like in the Pacific, they do a really good job of like in the beginning, you're like, okay, you know, here's the extent of the Japanese Empire, yep. and then we're going to push it back. But in this, they're just like, we're going to this random. Like, where tell me where Roy Namor is on a map. I do because I'm a fucking nerd, but I bet yeah. 99% <laughs> of the people that are watching this thing have no fucking idea, you know? Well, th- there was a lot. That's why I'm saying, like, this movie, it felt like a Wikipedia page, you know? It's like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't click on the hyperlink that's on the screen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but for, and there's also parts of it, I'm just like, why does this even need to be stated? Like, uh, towards the end, it's like listing the time during the day. Like when things are happening, I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Why does the why would the audience care what time it is? <laughs> you know, well, they should have shown everything. You know, it's like from the first fucking uh, scout plane to, to the ending. I, was, yeah, uh, I think I think the timing, I think the time and the date and all that kind of stuff would matter if it was more centralized on Midway and not everything before. Like the original movie, then, which takes place over then, like three days. Then I th- and that might be why it's like that because it's giving a nod to it. Unlike you know, unlike I. Um, like all that whole narrative beforehand the japanese wife or girlfriend too is another nod to the original midway because like that's a big pivotal thing where they're locking her up and stuff i don't even you remember know. that in the movie was that uh, a, was, in, was that a scene in, the, in, in midway was that a scene in the movie we just we just watched yeah but like isn't was it best's wife has like kind of some asian features and I, that's what at least the connection i drew because like the original polynesian lead yeah. fighter pilot in the real midway like you know fucking his wife is like behind fucking chains <laughs> and he's like <laughs> because they actually did start to like send the japanese population out of hawaii around that time so it isn't necessarily not incorrect but i saw that and i'm like oh they're just this is another nod you know oh and the whole code breaking stuff was kind of cool they didn't do too much of a of an overlay of it but they did do an okay job of telling the but story. See, that's my that's that's the problem though, is that like 
I while I was watching this movie, I was like seeing all these other movies that like are in it. Like, oh, that that mm-hmm. subject would have been cool to have just a movie about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, right, yeah, right. and there's like twenty five of them. You know, there's the like mm-hmm. I say, there's Pearl Harbor, there's there's Coral Sea, there's uh, there's the Doolittle Raid, there's the code breaking stuff, and then there's and there's all this stuff. It's like, and it's so brief, but it's like that would be interesting as a movie on its own. Here though, I'm just getting very surface level shit that doesn't have any, you know, meaning. It's just hey, that's a thing that happened, and it's just right. yeah, it, right. It doesn't have any substance at all. You could literally cut everything prior to uh, maybe the Coral Sea interaction mm-hmm. and have it all be text before the the same text that showed up before the beginning of the movie. You could literally do the same movie and just cut all that. I understand for Pearl Harbor. I understand it's it's trying to paint the picture of the feeling of the country and the, the blah 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 things we've all watched a million times. But there's nothing prevalent other than maybe the the code breaker character who was manning that saying, "Well, you guys should have trusted me." Like that's probably like the only thing. <laughs> although he didn't say that, but you yeah, it's like you know, it's like you know, it's like. Who is a nod to the codebreaker from Tora Tora Tora, who like the whole time is driving on Washington being like right. listen to me and nobody does. But, but, <laughs> but you could but you could you could you could state that with like a paper slamming on the desk and it's like Pearl Harbor attack. See, I fucking told you so, morons, and it's like boom, done. Like whole whole half an hour of irrelevant characters, as much as I love Bjorn Ironside from Vikings being obliterated on the Arizona, it has no fucking point to that movie. I <laughs> want four hours of Japanese cabinet talking. Like, where they just <laughs> right. decide what what well, the national budget's going to be next year. In all <laughs> like, of those, you know? like, you know, uh, uh, con- conference room scenes and stuff like that, there's so it's so many retired tropes, you know, like, I, you know, they, they should have listened to me and all that stuff. And the, uh, oh, my God, dude. And, you know, At least there was no uh, seppuku beheading scenes in this. <laughs> right. Right. Like, 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 there's, at least we don't have the very, you know, slow motion water on the blade, wiping the blade. Hey, that's all! You know, like, that's all, thank God that was This movie is dedicated to the Japanese. (laughs) They they did do a a cool nod, though, to the the infighting between the Army and the Navy, because that was a big thing. But again, you know, it's, it's, in the scope of things, it's irrelevant, because they spend 20 minutes of two and a half hours on the fucking battle it's named after. (laughs) Like, you know? It's yeah, I did. Nets. I did. Pa- I did pause the movie and go, "How much longer is this?" Is this and it was almost. Thing? Yeah. And it was I almost. It I said about yeah. ten times. <laughs> yeah, it was almost. It was oh. almost done, at the height of the midway battle. I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus! So I wasted all that time on worthless shit. And now we're at the battle. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, it's no, kind of like Independence Day in the fact that, like, you know, it's lead up, lead up, lead up, lead up. big cool battle. Oh, it's over. Shocker. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the, the, when I was mess when I messaged Brian. Yeah, and uh, I, I watched the whole thing in one sitting. But you told me you had to watch it in chunks. Yeah, Brian. I did it twice. Yeah, I actually fell asleep first time. <laughs> I got like forty minutes in, and then I woke up, and I was like, "Oh, the sun is out." And then I had to watch the second chunk the next day. So, like, you you know, but, yeah, it just the whole time, it's just so meandering. It's just hard to stay on top. Yeah. If you're in the theater, you're trapped, so I get it. Right. But, like, when you're at home, it's just, it's very hard to stay on top. When it it was finally over, I said to myself, thank God that's over, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing. It's like, it was. We did it. It was so bad. It's like, okay, so, okay, to, to be fair, though. There was about, so, about three-quarters of the way through when they actually got to the battle part of it. 
And I was overlooking all the like whatever like the the, the things that like Mike said like or Mike A said that you know there there were um there was flak and artillery coming up and it just never seemed to hit them. It hit everywhere but them. When I overlooked that, the actual like um shots of the uh, aerial attack on the Japanese fleet, pretty cool. It yeah, was chaotic, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. also showed a lot of U.S. planes going down, which they did. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, oh, yeah, it was... That's the thing, too, is, like, it. I hate the movies where the U.S. is like, oh, we're unscathed, we lost a couple guys. It's like, no, 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 you get your shit shoved in at Midway. Let's admit that. You just get your shit shoved in less than the Japanese did. And that's what war is in general. Is nobody won or lost, you just got your shit shoved in less than... Than the other guy, and they still got their shit shoved in at the very end too. Yeah, it's too bad though. That like, the, it's too bad. Yeah. There's still, it still feels like there are no fucking stakes at all. You know, anytime you see a plane go down in the movie, it's like, oh, that who gives a shit about that guy? You know, it's right, it's, right, right. I love at the very end. It's of like this. the one guy that hits his head. You know, <laughs> yeah, who, uh... I love at the very end of this when they do their little fucking thing where they show like. Such and such became the whatever, you know, or and they have the, yeah. the and they show the actual photo of him. I love that they showed that with one of the guys. I was like, oh, good. I really gave a shit about that guy. You know, it was like it was a guy I didn't even know who was. A, I didn't even know he was a character or whatever. I was like, oh, I thought this guy just popped up for this scene right here. I didn't even realize he was in the movie. I, I did, well, one thing that I did like though was when uh, one of the guys got hit. I don't remember who the fuck it was. He was the guy that landed in the water and was like kind of cheering his guys on in the water with the life vest. The guy that um, had the fucking round seat to the, the pivotal point, changing point of the war. Another true story. I forget his name, but yeah. Right. And so, but like, when, when he's going down, he knows he's going in the water. He just releases the stick and he just kind of just goes... <sighs> right. Like Those are two different like guys, that. I think. No, that's a two different yeah. guy, Mike. Yeah. Two different... The guy he lets yeah. go of the stick and just eats he's, shit. He's he fucking on fire. He, he yeah, he's or he dead. dies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. See how oh, yeah. the, see how memorable the these characters are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like I would like more character development. Like it's we get, of course you know you know uh, uh, well it's lieutenant in the navy, lieutenant Best. Yeah, he, he's the king shit. Whatever. Yeah, we follow him and he makes it through and blah 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 and he's in a wheelchair and coughing up blood because he was in you know, caustic fucking acid like caustic um. Cusick soda, rather. Uh, okay, that's fine. But who the fuck are the rest of these guys that we're supposed to care about? Like, what are you doing here? To to reiterate something that Mike said earlier, you know, like, with the best character, it was really hard for me to listen to him because, like, it was like a guy with a really crazy lisp trying to be a New Yorker. Oh, and it God. was just like, you're. I get it. I, I'll give you an A for effort of anybody. Are you it, talking about like, the main guy? The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah the guy that actor is British. Oh, okay, a- Ajax. Yeah, he's oh British. He's British or Australian or something. Having the ear for it, like living an hour outside of the city, it was just right. Yeah, get up there and show those fucking japs. Except he doesn't. Say yeah, it. It, it's like fucking. Do you have a mental well, problem? I, I can even tell, like, like not being know. familiar with that. I can even tell that's not natural. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he was. So fighting I met a lot of guys so in New York things. and shit. It's yeah. like. It's just there's something off about that. Mm-hmm. Nick, so I couldn't tell as much as you could, but like, yeah. Nick yeah, Jonas's yeah. accent was even worse. You know, and <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's why they only showed him twice Weird. in the movie talking. Yeah. He was a fucking retard. <laughs> yeah. But hey. And to touch on character arcs, as far as we know, that pilot is still at gunpoint on the destroyer, <laughs> like waiting to get thrown off. Like, yeah, the other guy. We never changed guy, yeah, his, you know. Yeah. Who knows, dude? <laughs> Everything just doesn't add up to anything in this. Like the do little thing, when they, they mentioned that at the end, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that was even part of the movie. Like it just <laughs> yeah, right? doesn't become anything. 
And what do you do? There was a lot of We Were Soldiers, too, that was a callback of, like, the big speeches and, like, the way they were, like, all dramatic and shit. So they basically, like, observed other war movies that were also not that great. That's a good one we should probably review. <laughs> we Were Soldiers? I'm just that's thinking about our, this right now. That's yeah. our pilot. Yeah. We, but we could, re, we could, we, we okay. could absolutely redo it. We could definitely do it again. With yeah. Well, okay, seen that movie because... Once. Well, okay, I'll watch it again just so I'm refreshed. I've seen it a bunch of times because I used mm. to love it when I was in like high school, mm. and then I, you know, became aware of reality. It's, it's a very high school yeah. movie, you know. It's a yeah. It's a very like teenage angst. Right, and so um, but anyway um, so there was a lot of the We Were Soldiers like kind of bullshit, like the the really honor and glory kind of shit, and it's like this is 2019. Dude, I, I've talked to guy. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And but here's the thing is I've talked to guys that were in the Yadrong Valley, right? In sixty-five, in sixty-six. And they don't talk at all like that. They're just like, yeah, it was a fucking it was a disaster. It was it was terrifying. It was it nobody knew what the fuck was going on. It was just constant fire and guys are getting hit left and right. And the one guy I talked to took an AK around through his fucking knee and he showed me this, the scar and everything, and like he's like, Yeah, you know, I got out of there because I got wounded. He's like, a lot of other guys didn't get out of there because they got killed. He's like, it was a clusterfuck. And it was like, and, and you know, I'm like, what do you think of We Were Soldiers? He just, he just goes, <sighs> <laughs> shakes his head. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a film. <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, or it was a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Something like that, you know? And I was like, okay. And I didn't know it at the time, but like, yeah, now I get it. See, so yeah, I wish definitely did that. But anyway, there were a lot of these, um, kind of we were soldiers ask kind of fucking and it's not just we were soldiers like specifically it's this like honor and glory shit you know it's like put in like there missing in action it, or like you know that yeah, genre of patrick moore movies these shitty lines the shitty scenes of like one-liners well it's the scenes too that were like yeah i guess just people just it helps if you have some military personnel that were, you know, in combat roles on set. And I'll say that very self-aggrandizingly because it did help for our shit. And I noticed that because it was like a lot of the shit, a lot of the tropes weren't there to begin with. And when they were starting to be there, they were immediately like, nope. Yeah, they were stomped Not out. the way it would be. Yep. Not, and it wasn't just from, you know, the director. It was... Um, you know, certain people on set and the cast and crew, they were like, nah, that's, that's, not, that's not how people talk when they're in this situation. It's just not. And, you know, and that, that's the thing is like a lot of these films, a lot of these big films don't have that sense of like, yeah, that's not how guys talk when they're in this situation. Like, so, so one, one scene in this film, particularly um, when he goes in and, and the guy doesn't want to fly and he's like, you have to pick somebody else. He gives him like this, this, this cheer up, you know, suck up speech. Which one? It's towards the end. Um, the end yeah, one or the, the first the guy... one? The guy takes a nosedive and hit and gets run over by the ship. Both. We'll, we'll just say both. We'll say both because they're actually relevant. Again, um, we know these characters so well. You know, Reginald right, Two, yeah. character forty-seven. Okay. You know. The guy was wearing the the the, uh, the uh, blue, dark blue flight suit towards the end is okay, what I'm talking gotcha. about. But, but yeah, they're yeah. both relevant. Mm -hmm. Um. Is, you know, you get an officer that's, you know, giving you a, a grandiose speech, you know, and, and, and motivating you in, in like five seconds. It's like, 
No, if a guy's saying he doesn't want to fly, that's not good, A. B, a 30-second speech isn't going to fucking get him off his ass and, like, want to jump in the cockpit or jump in the fucking rear. Like, you either talk to him for a long time or if the mission is dependent on it, you go, okay, fuck you, I'll deal with you when I get back. That's the, the latter, I believe, is how that would have gone in that situation because yeah. it was during right. the middle of a battle and it was just like, right. uh, I can't now, sir. Fuck him, you! You know, like, that's that's how I think it would have gone in real life. Here you go, O'Malley. You can thank your your stupid friend here for putting you in the killer seat. Here right. you go. Yeah. I think right. they would have had two guys like... show up with an anchor. They would have tied him to the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> go to the oh, anchor room. Fucking... <laughs> what also, also, um, where the fuck do you get a spare small anchor <laughs> on a cruiser like a that? Lifeboat? That's what I was but... saying. <laughs> like... where, where do you get a small, like... Is it like, a symbol it, of it, your resilience? It must, it must be a way. lifeboat, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like a Even baby then, anchor. Fuck a those life, guys a, in that lifeboat. That's boat. a lifeboat anchor? <laughs> yeah. That son of a bitch probably weighed more than all four of us combined. That's yeah. saying something with me in the mix. That's <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's that was not bizarre. a lifeboat anchor. That was a fucking, like, a decent-sized anchor. Several tons. And they just threw it down with this one guy to send a message. It's like, who are you sending a message to? There's one other aviator on here, and the rest of them are Japanese sailors. Well, as far as we they know, he's still message. on that ship. <laughs> well, right, exactly. Yeah, and just shit like that. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? It's because you can't behead someone in a PG-13 movie. Uh, but well, that's a very good point. <laughs> but this this also goes with my point. Well, you the, can drown somebody <laughs> at the very end of the movie. Like it says that like this movie is dedicated to the Americans and Japanese. It's like what? Like <laughs> imagine if they said that at the end of Come and See. You know, right? Yeah, this movie is dedicated to the Russians and the Germans. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right about the what about the uh, chi, uh, uh, Chinese guys that were helping the Doolittle raid guys? Right. Um, what about them? Do they not matter? Because you, you made a big deal out of that. Like, they they slaughtered 250,000 Chinese in in this particular instance, which is maybe true, but, like, it probably wasn't just because of the Doolittle raid. There was a little bit of a war going on <laughs> on multiple fronts. And They'd so, only been in China for a decade that, before that. Where, so. the, number, the number, it'd be interesting to see where they got that number mm -hmm. from. from Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I think what the hell do you look at? <laughs> I think we're in for an hour now, so yeah, well, we can do that. Also, also then... really, really quick before while you're pulling that up, I'll just bring up the helmets for the Japanese sailors. Okay, not oh, good. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, did the helmets line up? No, uh, some of them have. There were 90. no, there were no helmets for. Oh wait, no, there were a little bit of helmets for U.S., but not a lot. They had the early style, the well, Kelly helmets. There were, yeah. there were some. Like, so okay. They, oh God! Well, the okay. island, the so, islands on Midway had all the Kellys. I'm yeah, like, they would, no, they'd they be didn't. phasing they that out Kellys. by that point. They didn't. Um, but let me, okay, really quick. Uh, you are Let's the helmet start with expert. Japanese helmets. So, yeah. Let's just start with the Japanese helmets, right? <laughs> okay. One, they had some Type 90s that were refurbished and whatever. Wrong insignia on them, but like, they had them, and then most of them were these civil defense helmets, like the fiberglass ones. Right. And it's like. Okay, I get that, but if you're making a film this big with that much of a budget, you can't afford to get a bunch of fucking tire reissue fucking M90s. 
have some nerd like me repaint them and put a sh- you don't even have to have a correct liner in them. You just have to have something to keep it on their fucking heads. And you can't pay some nerd like me a couple thousand bucks to like redo all these things and get them right to where you can wear them. And they're all type 90s. You have to fucking use civil defense helmets that you also paid some lesser nerd. Yes, I'm going to say that. Some lesser nerd to paint them in a darker color than they actually fucking were on the Navy ships. And they're going to look like dog shit for nerds. Like, okay, I get that though. I get, I get that. Uh, as far as the U.S. helmets, um, the Kelly helmets, no. They had M1917 helmets because you could tell by the uh, black leather liner and a co- some of them had the uh, the uh, the later Kelly chin straps, but they all had the black leather liner. So they took shitty fucking repro M1917 helmets. They actually put the texture on them, which is fun. Again, a lesser caliber of nerd could do this with sawdust and fucking paint like I have. Um, but the liners were wrong, which doesn't, I guess, matter. But in the shots that they took, it does matter. Because you can tell. Because, yeah, you don't have the oil cloth in there. You had the fucking leather, the like raw leather fucking liner in the 1917A1 Kelly helmet, right? And you also had the fucking canvas chin strap on all of them, right? That's what they've been wearing. It's accurate, okay? It's accurate, all right? But not quite, because you just, you can, you can go only so fucking far in your multi-million dollar fucking budget for this goddamn film, please, somebody pull up the budget for this goddamn film really quick while I'm ranting. I got it. And it's these little details like that that it's it's just like, I look at that as a nerd, I'm like, if I would have had your fucking budget, that would have been a fucking 1917A1 Kelly helmet. Because it's correct, you got it right, and it would have been been looking great. Because there's only a few of them in the film, perfect. That's only a couple hundred bucks that we could take to fucking convert these things and get new liners, and then it'd be done. And look, it w- they would look fantastic. Um, and then Go the off. M1, the M1s, <laughs> Go off, Mike. <laughs> no, the M1s... Uh, the wrong I color, too. Th- They're not A hundred million dollars, by the way. <laughs> oh, my. Are you horse-fucking me? <laughs> no. Our budget was... A hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. What did they? What did they? What did they profit? Please tell me that really quick. Fifty percent of that went to the Jonas Brothers. It went to the ensemble right. cast. Yeah, a hundred and twenty-six point seven million. Oh, so they made twenty-six point seven. Not good enough. No, very no. much not. That's not it's, good. It was super popular um, though. Like fifty-eight thousand. I know because nobody's putting out good war movies anymore. Mm. They're all horse shit. They're all this. Yep. You know, and and so okay, so you've got a hundred million, <laughs> you've got a hundred million fucking dollars, right? <laughs> Me as the as the costume designer, the fucking prop guy, and whatever. Hey, give me one million out of that one percent. I will make this look the fucking best that it's ever looked. Yep. The uniforms uh, weren't terrible, but they weren't good. Uh, and so, but here's the thing: it was the helmet specifically. Is I didn't get a good look at the liners. I did see, sorry, I'm burping. Um, I did see, yes, they had early M ones and the color, like Brian said, was off. It was the later kind of all of even post-war green dark. Well, no, 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 no. It was, it was just green. It was too green. Yeah. It wasn't that early color. Like, um, yeah. Where the fuck is my very vivid, very, very vivid green early war. Yeah. No, the early one was like, yeah, and it was like, yeah, it was just not good. It's OD319 uh, if you want to get technical. <laughs> Shade yes. A is the later work color. <clears throat> right. And so, yeah, that was okay. And then, like, or, I mean, it wasn't okay, but it was, like, 
not the most egregious of failures that they did in their wardrobe department, but like the liners, I said, I think I saw a Holly liner in there because I know I saw the Holly chin strap. I don't know if it, it might've been with a high pressure liner though, which is not good, but like little stupid details. Is like, <clears throat> what? They were just making high pressure, high and low pressures came out in the summer of 42. So yeah. They yeah. But, but the open buckle would not been, have been on those. Good point. I, yep. I don't think, you know, for the three people that know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, so I didn't, I didn't notice the liner, so I can't really comment on that, you know, um, like accurately. Uh, but like, yeah, it's like, okay. Hey, here's the cool thing too, is most of the U S Navy throughout the entire second world war had battleship gray painted fucking helmets. Let's just be real honest. That's what here. I was thinking the whole time. Right. They had battleship gray painted helmets. You can see it. I went to the USS North Carolina. You guys, some of you guys have been there. Yeah. In, 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 yeah. You've seen the stack of helmets they've got in the back room. That's just kind of whatever. Yeah. They're gray. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. gray. And the USS North Carolina served in the South Pacific very early on through the entirety of that operation. Yep. Well, <laughs> interesting. I'd argue interesting. that they were, the ammo was so new that they didn't have time to put paint on them because they were brand new. Yes, okay. by and then, later in the war, there's that's a fair 17 argument. coats of over rust, over rust, over rust because the helmet... Because I have a few naval helmets as well, but this is really early. Sure. Like they probably just got fucking M1s. That's a know? fair argument. That's, yeah. that's a fair argument. However, um, yes, I'm not, I'm not denying at all what you said. There are also 17A1s that are painted gray. They could have done it later, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? But... Also, the German, the Kriegsmarine in Europe at that point was also painting their helmets a lot battleship gray very early on. So it's like, well, okay, at least have one of them. It would be nice to see one for sure. Just one. And But anyway, that's that's my rant about the helmets. And they, for the Japanese, wearing the civil defense helmets, yeah, I get they're cheaper, they're more available, blah, 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 blah. blah. Get reproduction type 90s, and it would look better than the fucking civil defense helmets. How about that? I didn't pick up on the civil defense helmets until you brought it up, but now it's clear. On, 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 on the IMDFB, there's pictures of stuff. So, Mike, when I pull them up just now, tell me if tell me which if you see them, the example yep. of that. Let, 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 go uh, for it. There's definitely some right on there. Share your goddamn screen, Nate. I'm doing it. Let's see. Let's do it. Uh, there it is. So. All right. Uh, oh, so, oh, that's another thing I wanted to comment on. Okay, Ryan, hold, on, hold, on. I, gonna... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Okay. For people, for people, for people who want to jump in on this, if you're at your computer, it's IMFD, IMDFB. Um, it's IMFDB. Thank you. Sorry, dyslexia kicked in. There we go. Dude, I get it too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you can follow along with what we're talking about. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, IMFDB for um, Midway 2019. Yes. So, okay, another thing, Brian, I wanted to ask you, because I did not think this was right at fucking all, because it's been a thing since the First World War. But it could not be great. Uh, so, would aviators at this point not have the, um, whatever the fuck, the shoulder holster? It's hard to say, but I will say that it's, would be pretty rare for guys that have 1911s. They'd probably have like Smith and Wesson's 38s. Sure, exactly. Okay, thing, revolver. You know, I'm just talking. About, okay, for, for this, mm -hmm. say they had a 1911. Hip. I would. I, I've never seen pictures. Are were super common everywhere until probably the fall of '44. Because even tankers really didn't get hip holster or didn't get shoulder holsters unless they were custom made until late '44, early '45. It was a okay. pretty rare so thing. Now, naval is different, and I'm not totally versed yeah. on it. 
There's like this Holy Grail books. They're like 150 bucks each. There's 12 of them, and there's one on like naval yeah. stuff. You want to? I forget the name of it, but like there's crazy shit on it. Um, yeah. It's hard to say, but I would say that definitely they should have more um, revolvers because that was the thing. You know, you're going to well, be fighting sharks, and, and, and or you're so going to shoot yourself. That's the two things. Also, wearing, wearing a pistol belt, <laughs> wearing a pistol belt with a, a, a ammunition pouch, which a lot of these guys were mm-hmm. for a pilot when you're already like very snug in there. Well, uh, the same thing with tankers. You know, people are like, you can't get in a hatch in a tank with a hip holster. And it's like, why did fucking, like, thousands of guys do it for most well, of their... When well, no, you, you can, can't you can, fit you in can, tank, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I've been in an Avenger, and I've been in some of these planes before. Um, and they're fucking You're tight. You're also skinny I as totally, fuck. I, yeah, but even then, they were it's fucking tight. Like, to get right, into a ball turret That's what Avenger, I'm saying to the audience. That's is like, hard. Brian, Brian's pretty, uh, a pretty thin guy, right? 6'2", 160. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah, being Yeah, you're pretty thin so. guy, and you have a problem getting in a lot of these tanks. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. aircraft are even worse, because oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, it's insane. And there's so and many so sharp I, edges in planes compared to tanks. I don't know why. Exactly. That's the so thing. So many things to hit yourself yep. on. <laughs> and so, that's the thing. I was, I was wondering, like, would they actually, at this point have pistol belts, an ammunition pouch with two extra magazines, and a uh, flap holster if they were carrying a 1911? Would they would they actually go flying with that? I'd Naval say aviators. probably that was the only option for a 1911 is a hip holster, unless you stick it. You know, like during the Battle of Britain, pilots got away, away from this because they used to stick their fucking uh, pistols in their flight boots. You know, like that was the holster. Okay. That was the joke. Um, you know, the joke then, too, was you're going to shoot the cabinet. You're going to shoot the canopy you can't open. You're going to shoot yourself. I mean, this, you really don't use a pistol a lot in a plane. It, if you bail out... No, like, you use a pistol when you bail out and land and if you, you have, have a chance. Yourself. Yeah, you know, that's... Like, <coughs> a lot of guys didn't yep. carry shit because... What's the point? Are you saying video games lied to me and said I can't shoot down the other pilot with my forty five? No, th- there's not like a shotgun with like 150 rounds of fucking ammo on the back. You know? <laughs> no. You have six rounds. You just burst my whole world right now. Sorry. So, Brian, in your opinion, is this realistic or no go? I'd say it's realistic if you're carrying a 1911 because I don't think okay. of any other options at this time. But All right. I don't think a lot of guys would have 1911s. You know, I mean, right, fair enough. All thing. right, we'll move on. So, But good point. And also, a revolver is the most reliable pistol ever. Like, if you're going yeah. into a crazy environment like the South Pacific or the Pacific in general, like, wouldn't you want to have the most reliable gun ever made? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, we got six <laughs> rounds, but hey. It, all, all that has to count it, as you, one. It's going to work. <laughs> all know, that has to count as one. Yeah, you right. Know? You know? But anyway, it's so C96. Yeah, the, the... Yep. In there for like a second. Yeah. I like how they're yeah, like about scenes. to kill him. Like they're about to go. And then the, the translator guy is like, wait a minute. And they're Which like, oh, you're off. You bombed the Japs. Like, you know. Yeah. Half of that the was, sentence. That was yep. fucking stupid too. Like, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to rant about that. Let's just go through IMFDB. There's the you know, way dark fucking Kelly helmets. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. Closer to a World War yeah. One shade, though, because oh. I know they had some really dark 17s. Yeah, they did. I actually have one that's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah. Anyway, so that, um, I can't remember the actual nomenclature for that, but the 50 cal, the water cool 50 cal. It's, that it's was down cool. there. It, it goes yeah. down. Yeah. It comes okay, up okay. again. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. address that later. It's then. super cool, though. I didn't know what it was until I looked up in here. And I yeah, because I actually like that, yeah. that detail. Yeah, they are in really Yeah. Well, so, in the um, in the Ford movie from Midway, there's a whole scene where a guy is just they're staring at his face as he's like fucking putting traces into some Jap bombers. Yep. All right, the Type Two. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. I was going to ask why is yep. there paratrooper rifles for like that an gun embassy? came out in '42. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Type Two. Or not an embassy, just guards oh, in general. Nice. The, guy, the guy on the right on the picture below has a civil defense helmet on. You can tell. Yep. This yeah. one right here. Okay. Yep. 
The okay. flared rim. Oh, flares out. That other guy on the on the left has a Type 90. Yep, that's a Type 90 on the left. The two guys on the left have a Type 90, and then the other guy on the what right has a What about this guy right here? Uh, it looks like a Type 90. Yep. Okay, so Type 90, type, going left to right. Type okay. 90, Type 90, Type 90, Civil. Yep. And how can you tell? Just the, the flare. flare on that and the okay. shape. And the, it's more round. It's not as... Um, it comes straight yeah. down. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Cone head. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a good way to put right. it. Actually, exactly. It was, it, you're right. It's yeah, not, it's he, not he, as cone head. He is okay. very cone headed. Here's another thing I'd like to talk about. Rifle. Yes, please. Yep. Here's another thing. So the Chinese at that point would not have had K98s. I was wondering that because I immediately recognized them right when I yeah. When they have the, when they, they have had. like check check yes stuff? exactly. Yeah. Because the Czechs made a shitload of VZ-24s for them, and they were bought in the late 30s, just like they sold to um, Romania and uh, China and um, South America, but they rechambered them in 7mm. Like, um, so they would have had VZ-24s. Or the Mauser standard well, model, too, that they sold to A and B blocks. Them, well, the FM model, V24, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I but, mean, yes. I remember. Don't some of them have like the late war uh, uh, barrel bands too? Like, oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> the stamping. I, I didn't catch it either. I didn't, I didn't look close. Jamie, enough. click on the like, photo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. 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 It has like the late war. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, those are all. That doesn't. Yep. Yep. Those are all H-cut. speed yeah. milled or stamped barrel bands, which are yep. incorrect. Yep. Those are. It should be H bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, they would have had VZ twenty fours. The Chinese um, Nationalist Army was. They, they purchased a shitload, and they were also using Gewehr 88s, the Hanyang rifles, um, and et cetera. Every so Mauser butt candy, basically. Those, those are actually basically the, the yeah. Hanyang stuff's very collectible now. I think. Yeah. So they, they didn't last. Very so fascinating. And they had yeah, a lot of meaning yeah. they, which means they could have easily put it in the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And, like, here's the thing: is most of the Hanyang like 88s, they're like wall hangers. You don't want to fire them now. <laughs> yeah. Because. They got so fucked up through re-arsling or whatever, or their version of re-arsling. And so they could have easily put Hanyangs or VZ-24s in there. Another thing that I would have done personally, but I can not I can only show them so much because they had to work with what they had to work with. Props, mainly. Yep. So. Yeah, they only had yeah. $100 million or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100 million. million. Mike. Tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. It's only $100 I, million, yeah. I could have outfitted those Chinese guys for fucking a thousand bucks. I could have outfitted <laughs> all of them. I think you could have you raised for our movie. You could have yeah. re-raised right. Mao's army for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could have taken over yeah, China exactly. again, taken over the film industry and made a better midway. Oh man. <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay, here's here, here's the cool the, thing. The Browning mm-hmm. M2 water cooled. So these were used a lot on Navy ships throughout the entire Second World War. Uh, high maintenance, but very effective with uh, rapid sustained fire. That tombstone cans were wrong, though. That was a very late war thing. How the fuck do you know no, this? No, it wasn't. Tombstones those, those, those are actually, no, Those fuck? were actually used. Brian, how the fuck do you know huh? this? Okay, because how do you I didn't know, hear what he said. How do you know that the one fucking thing is wrong? The tombstone, the ammunition canister. Oh. This? No, yeah. the can is not oh. wrong. That's actually, no, they, they actually had those. They were, pretty, um, they were pretty late war, you see them in big numbers. Okay. Like, I'm talking can you, 45. Can you actually... I'm not doubting you. Can you yeah. can you go pull something up really quick and research that? Because sure. I'm pretty sure I've seen those at Pearl Harbor. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I could be mistaken. Ninety-nine percent sure of the time, these. it was the front opening fifty cal cans. I know this because I helped somebody restore an M16 half track. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Like, I just want to know this yeah. right now. Like, sure. I I, I think I, that, I think I, they were also different than the M16 half track. 
Uh, tombstone cans are all the same. Or tombstone cans. I seriously okay. thought you said, like, this washer thing is wrong. I was going to say, no. you no. saw that in no, 2.5 no, 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 no. seconds and knew that no. was wrong. I was like, you're, you're insane. No, no, I, I just yeah. know about the, the ammunition canister itself. Okay. So. Okay. No, that's fine. I just, I, yeah, let's just get it straight as soon as we can, if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really cool, though. Sure. Like, they're spring mechanized and shit, but. I, I, will, yeah. I will give them props. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that in a movie before. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Like that yeah. was um, mm-hmm. widely used for anti-aircraft purposes throughout yep. the enti- entire Second World War, because you could you could you could sit there and hammer on it. Because here's the thing with the, with a regular M2, every well, realistically every 500 rounds, that barrel gets fucking oh. almost white hot, right? Yeah. And so you have to change the fucking barrel with a water cooled 50 caliber M2. It's a thousand rounds you can get through if you're using it right, you know. So it's like that was a huge advantage while you're shooting down airplanes because you can't afford to have time to change the fucking barrel while you're trying to shoot down planes because it's just, the attack's not going to stop just because you have to change your fucking barrel. So, but you know, and, and with infantry combat, like you've got other riflemen, you've got uh, uh, BAR gunners, uh, light or medium machine and light machine gunners to help you out so you can change the barrels. So, that's the whole thing. But, yeah. Brian, did you find the answer? Uh, it's called the M45 can, but I'm getting the... I'm going to find the manual so that I can prove myself right. But, yeah, no, it, it was a pretty late war thing. It could have been a, a thing that the Navy used first, but I know as far as the Army and stuff is concerned, you don't see it till the end of the war. Like, very, very, very late. It was... Oh, sure, yeah, because they were on the M16s. Mm-hmm. They were on the M16s eventually, but, like, yeah, that's what... Again, I'm not. I'm not like saying, "Oh, you're fucking wrong." I just want to know. Oh, that's like, fine. Because yeah. I don't. I don't know. So. Yep. Uh, the M45 can uh, was produced from 1943 to the end of the war. According to 43, this so that'd be a year off. Yep. Huh. Wrong. They were cool using, they're using the, the. They were just yep. using the 100 round fucking regular cans. Yeah, just the, the front opening. Or actually, at this point, it was the really early version, which was called the T19, which is like this big ammo box action. Is it, is it the wooden one? No, it's not the wooden one. It was, it's like a big... It looks like a toolbox. And most of them were actually used as toolboxes after the war. But it's just like... Right. It, it holds 100 rounds. Right. And then they switched to the yeah. front opening that. ones. We're learning stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing yeah. is... Yeah, nobody knows know everything. This. I'm just... Yeah. I'm very curious, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, that, that was incorrect as, as far as we know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Type Man 3 Heavy Machine Gun? I know nothing about this, actually. I know nothing. Japanese, <laughs> Japanese stuff, like, to me, until about two years ago, I didn't know Jack. And at least I well, recognized this. But I, if you asked me, like, hey, how does it work? I'd be like, I don't know. The, um, in the movie, a lot of the Japanese stuff, the anti-aircraft guns and stuff, look like uh, a bunch of... Uh, rusted ship boxes that the prop department put together i mean that looks i mean that looks like a rusted ship box yeah it was like i was watching i was like okay the japanese weapons in this movie look very well also how the fuck is that secured to the fucking deck it looks (laughs) like it would be bolted it looks like it's on a fucking infantry tripod (laughs) and did they actually have an AA gun on top of the conning tower that is that is an a that is an aa gun and i guess it would be bolted down technically no, no, you just well, stand it up. It's fine, dude. With that, with that, you tripod, push into dude, it. You know, you gotta be a man. If you had that fucker bolted down, even that son of a bitch is gonna kick back with the force of Jesus Christ behind it, and like, <laughs> it's like you're not gonna be able to fucking no, no. This, what they had on there, the mount is bullshit. The gun, okay, maybe you made a replica. The mount is bullshit. 
Yeah, it's it's a non-fire dude. Like there are parts of this movie to where it's like I know this wasn't CGI, but it looks like CGI. So like, who knows? That could be a CGI shot. Okay, see how this see how this is 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 straight metal. Yeah. Look at the. I'll pull it up here. Look at the fluted barrels on this. Right. 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 So there's a prop. It's a prop, and the magazine's also straight on that fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't realize that. That's straight. Yep, that is. Yeah, it also looks a lot so, yeah, bigger. They made a prop. Yeah. It's probably the same dimensions, but because it's straight, it looks bigger. <laughs> you know, like. right? Yeah, yeah. All right, the Browning M2 aircraft heavy machine gun. Okay, that's the one that. Uh, hey, look at those planes! It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it the was it was it the M2 that those guys on uh, was it was it Okinawa that manufactured they like Jerry rigged? It was the no, one no, right no, below no. it. You, it was on Iwo Jima, the Browning the A&M2 Stinger. The guy took a Garand okay. stock and he put it on a, a Stinger. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, about that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they just fired a lot faster, and it's like, well, yeah. I got the Medal of Honor. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. he had to get ammunition 16 times, if you read his citation. It's like, Jesus. then he went back to the beach. Then he went back to the beach. Guess <laughs> yeah. what? On the way back to the beach, so basically he got you have killed. A fucking, <laughs> yeah. You have an MG42 that's underperforming. Basically yeah, is what pretty it, much is what it yep. is. And the guns yep. of Brownings, they're 1919s. They're not um, A and M twos, or at least yeah. I was, was gonna say that yep. those look like yeah, because they're, they're tapered. Are, they like get yeah. smaller. Yeah, those are the yeah. Israeli ends, aren't they? No, 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 no. Those yeah. are, those are the correct ends to, by the end okay. of the war. But they okay. they don't have the right orifice holes. So yes, they. But um, actually, this is uh, early in the war, so. Mm. No, yeah, you're right. No, but they are <laughs> World War II though. So. Yeah. So not good. Not good. See, we get we get a lot of those POV shots. It just makes me feel like I'm playing Medal of Honor: Rising Sun. No, you literally, right. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just like. What's fuck the problem this? with CGI? It's shot. like, is this Unreal Engine or is this like? Yeah, know, it, it, it looks like a cutscene. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like it. It it just takes me right out of. I hate those POV shots. Type ninety two. No idea. That's, that's a great uh, reference shot to whatever it is because it's not that's in that. Supposed to be the column at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Battleship Row. That must be that yeah. shot of the ball gunner getting like destroyed, and they just didn't put it on. It's that, funny, that like, one. dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, the Japanese planes on Pearl Harbor, because I've actually researched Pearl Harbor uh, quite a bit. They they did not fly in giant clusters like that that close or that low, you know, at all. And the so bombers would... and the torpedo bombers showed up first, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, they... yeah. But it's funny, like if you see photographs that are taken. Or like f- footage of Pearl Harbor on that day, it's like maybe you'll see one plane occasionally fly. Yeah, through. they're not that big cluster down there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. The flak uh, it's was not... pretty insane. Yeah. You know, it didn't take too long for those guys to start shooting back. <laughs> yeah, right. And then shoot back for like, days after the fact. Like the, so afraid, I mean, the Americans did get caught with their pants down. Like, it, it is what it is. But like, once they started shooting back, it's like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the you know? big thing that they missed with this movie was that you know the Japanese were so pinnacle as far as or, or at the pinnacle of, te- of like technology and stuff with um aircraft versus ships because at the end of the first world war it was incredibly rare for a ship to get attacked by planes like i think it happened a handful of times and in the 20s and the 30s they were like this is going to be the next you know this is the next ship killer and then guess what first six months of second world war it happened so but that's like what happened with the hms repulse in the uh Duke of York, I forget, but the two really famous British cruisers that they're like, we're sending them to Singapore, and then, you know, 150 Jap planes attacked them. Like, there was no anti-aircraft batteries on these ships at all, really. Like, you know, the best way to avoid bombs was for the coxswain just to basically yell maneuvers, like, constantly, you know, and just keep maneuvering the Um, ship. 
Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing about a lot of this with, you know, Midway or, like, even the movie Pearl Harbor, it doesn't show with the Japanese is that, like, yes, they, they caught the Americans with their pants up. But like you say, like, once it was like, oh, this is a legit battle, it's happening. Like, the Japanese planned for, I think, a, a third, they, they planned for a third wave, and they were like, no, we're not doing it. You know, like, we, we, we've made our point. And, uh, yeah, the, the carriers, like, were, you know, were more important than the target. And not to cut you off, but something I want to say, forget it, is it pissed me off because they said it in the fucking movie, and it's totally wrong. They're like, whoa, they didn't hit the um, the oil tanks or the dry dock. Bullshit! And that was what's, not a target. What was that the was accent, not the target. Was the accent necessary? Oh, I don't know. But, like, <laughs> that was not the objective. The objective was to knock the fleet out of the war. They, they flew right. over that shit because they didn't care about it. And again, you know, if you're a Japanese fighter pilot and you or a bomber pilot and you want prestige, you're going to fucking get prestige by bo- bombing a dry dock, which is more important, or bombing a fucking battleship. That's why, like, yeah. I think it was the Utah or, like, one of them was a, the Oklahoma. It was a target ship. And, like, it was covered in armored plates to get shot at. And they saw the reflecting armored plates and they were like, it's a carrier. So, like, most of the fleet attacked that because they wanted the prestige of sinking a carrier. Like, you know, it was a lot of, you know, these guys are hot-headed. That's the one good thing that, like, Top Gun got. You know, like, these are hot-headed, you know, guys that, like, want all the glory. So. Right. And with yeah, Top and, uh, Gun, they... I'm, I'm fucking out. <laughs> what, what they should the have same, shown, right? what they should have shown were how d- disappointed the Japanese were once they saw that the aircraft carriers weren't there. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. That's, that's what they wanted. They wanted to take those out. And they were like, well, I guess we'll shoot these battleships. That, that's when you get Yamato saying his famous line for the 50,000th time he might have not said. You know, it's like, we uh, have awakened a giant. Awakened a sleeping <laughs> giant, yeah. Oh, my God. They said they said that in the movie Pearl Harbor, and they had to say it in this Tora, movie. Tora, Tora, Pearl Harbor, Midway. Right. Like, the movie should just be called A Sleeping Giant. I mean, they should just make the movie that's called that, you know, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make more sense than Midway, you know. Like. Yeah, I would love that, yeah. Roland Emmerich's The Sleeping Giant. Yeah, you know. Um. All right, so we had we had Type ninety seven aircraft, machine guns, Type ninety nine cannons. Just gonna speed it along here because it's a lot of pew, navy pew, pew. guns mainly. No one gives a shit about yep. those. Yeah. Those are the <laughs> 1.1s were cool though. They were they were called the Chicago the Chicago pianos. That was the nickname during the war, and they were really shitty. That was before the Bofors yeah. gun. Yeah, I've talked to a few. I talked to a few Navy vets, and they hated those fucking things. And it was cool how you see the, how shitty the sights were too, like yeah, the, for the yeah, gunners. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of a neat thing. I have never heard of this thing. That was, what, that, that, that was that was Pearl Harbor. I never. You've never heard of the Orlikon? No. Super common. It's the My Orlican, grandfather was dude. on one. It's the Orlikon. They're pneumatically okay, controlled. But pneumatically recoil. Yeah, I've seen those things. I mean, those those were put on boats all the time. No, I I I never. I probably have seen it, but I just uh, never put two and two together. We sent a shitload of those to the uh, Afghans in you know the Muj mm. at that point, which became the Taliban. We yep. sent a shitload of those to the uh, Afghans in the eighties, and they shot down a. Fuckload of Isn't Russian that what Rambo? Isn't that what Rambo uses in Rambo Three? I don't, don't remember. But, uh, okay. but the, I mean, dude, the interesting thing about those is that they were also used by the Germans. They were used yep. by the Americans and the Germans. So you see them on Kriegsmarine yeah. boats also. It was and, a uh, it was a pretty common design, I think, from the '30s, and it worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yep. I did a drawing actually of a guy's father who was at uh, Omaha Beach about an LST who fired that the Orlica the. Uh, the Orlicon, and uh, I had to do a giant drawing of it. So I, I studied that gun pretty. Okay, pretty well. they're pretty that cool. Might, that's a really effective yeah, gun. I, yeah. That, that might yeah. that might be what I'm confused. Uh, maybe I just didn't. 
I probably just didn't recognize it by the name, but as I scrolled down, as you said, what they're on Navy boats. I'm like, oh right, I've seen those a bunch. They're they're yeah, yeah they're yeah, very yeah. Com- they were very common. Yeah, yeah, I've never known the name. I just know they're the big fucking thing on the ship. The, the drum mags are cool with them too. My grandfather yeah, 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 was yeah. on an LST in the Pacific, and he shot a zero down at Okinawa during the massive wave attacks at the end of World War One. So nice. Yeah, I've seen a video. A guy has one that he takes to ranges. He's restored <laughs> yep. it. And yeah, they're crazy. They literally have a pneumatic line that connects to the recoil. It's fucking crazy. This dude, there's not a great picture of him, but he makes the greatest concentration face in the history of the world. Yeah, Mike's got it perfect. (laughs) One of the gunners on Roy Namor. He's he's repeatedly in this movie for multiple shots on multiple ships. It's the same guy going. Yeah. Which is, I think well, he's a I think he's a CGI uh, uh, render that's been put in the movie, <laughs> Maybe, or else he's just a supreme badass that served on multiple ships yeah. and multiple yeah. campaigns. If you've seen the Yamato movie too, that's just the play in that because half that movie is guys making faces as their ship gets pummeled by fucking American planes, and they're just and that's it. And a lot of navy guns, <laughs> mainly big fucking well, things. That we being don't a naval have. battle, I think that, yeah. that makes sense. Right? Well, those yeah. Japanese, uh, particularly those Japanese uh, Type 96 25 millimeter cannon, they. Those look terrible. Those props. I mean, that I could tell that they just constructed those. It's like they just look bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, I've seen that though in in war movies throughout the decades, to where like they'll have Japanese stuff, and it's like they just took fucking sheet metal and and welded it together, and it, like the, I don't think I've ever seen Japanese equipment really depicted very well ever. Hey, in, look, I made a Type two hundred. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a fucking yeah. It's like what's that that French machine gun from World War One? Hotchkiss. Um, the Hotchkiss. Yeah, it's yeah. always like a Hotchkiss that has like a that's dressed up to look like a, a Japanese gun or something. Fifty cals. They turn into everything. Oh, know? that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, they usually, they'll, and dr- shit and... they'll, they'll, they'll dress up the fifty cal. Yeah. All, all, all I'll say is uh, Call of Duty World of War lied to me, and that every Japanese person had a Type One Hundred. <laughs> yeah, the and submachine gun. Yeah, apparently that, that submachine gun. Yeah, the, yeah you, right. you mean you mean the super rare uh, Type 100 that they barely made any of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> I missed that on a parts kit from a guy that brought one back from Okinawa and shot oh. it. Up hey, you garage. know, it's uh, it's that's that's better. That's at least better than uh, Battlefield 1942, where the Japanese are armed with uh, Bergmans. Uh, oh yeah, machine guns. Yeah, You're taking me back. <laughs> <Have you> ever... <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Mike, if, you, if you're gonna start knocking Battlefield 1942, I'm done. Dude, <laughs> I played the shit out of Battlefield 1942. Fuck yeah, so I'm did just I. saying. Yeah, I was that like, was oh the... yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, we're the Japanese. I'm gonna get the Sturmgewehr. You they know? had that so realistic it's... mod yeah. for it too. I forget. Fucking uh, Forgotten Hope or something. Uh, that game was crazy. So I was a console yeah. player until about eight years ago. So all the old school PC stuff, I'm, I missed out on. Dude, I have the demo yeah, disc from Call of Duty. <laughs> PC Gamer 2003. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, so uh, I don't have the demo disc. I used to have... I, I bought the game. I also bought Day of Defeat on disc, right? Before oh, wow. Steam mm-hmm. was a thing. So I was playing on <laughs> WAN, you know? And yeah. it was like, okay, you have to get Steam to play this game. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do that. And I did. I'm like, wait a second. I get Counter-Strike? Ricochet? Half-Life? <laughs> what are these games? <laughs> you know, Lucky dog. And, oh yeah, it was, it was. That was the beginning of the fucking end. See, see, this is how fucking retarded this movie is. It's making us just talk talk about, about video, video games. games. Yeah. <laughs> it's so rambling yeah. and you know incongruent that we just are rambling incongruent as well because it, so, yeah, it bleeds yeah, over. The, the narrative is all over the place. So literally, I hope the I hope Woody Harrelson made a lot of money. 
So, you know, for 100. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he actually wasn't that bad in this, honestly. He was one like of the, the, least, yeah. the least egregious people in yeah. this film. I was. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's great. But yeah, uh, there were, like I said, there were good actors that were just shit because they had nothing to work with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like the guy I'm that, sorry, on all the... Go ahead. Like the Mike, guy that ahead, hits Brian. his head, you know, and, and pushes his uh, plane into the sea. Like, you know, he's in a lot of good stuff. He was in the... Darren Chris. Yeah, yeah he was in the uh, assassination of Gianni Versace and stuff. And he, he was really good in that. Dude, he's so that. fucking good in that. You know? Who the yeah. fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, that's, I'm on the same a, page. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's uh, what what series is that? Um, because they made it no, cool. no, 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 no. What character are you talking about? Because I literally, uh, you keep saying the guy who hit his head. I have no the guy that fucking like, on the way on the way to Midway. He crashes his plane and he hits his head, well, and his plane gets destroyed. He's the guy when he dies, he just kind of closes his eyes oh. and lets his plane hit him. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 the he's rival, got a bandaged the, head. The, 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 you okay, can't the, fly, the, but the rival, the rival lieutenant yeah. guy. Yeah, okay. but the the, the, okay. the the fucking the way this movie is the directing so bad the cinematography is awful you can't differentiate who is who. I thought don't even know because because I I forget that he hurt his head he did hurt his head but it was underneath his right his yeah his, you can barely his see stuff. the bandage right I I, I I I recognize him as the guy who hurt his back because he says oh, my back feels I, like it was, <laughs> it's got crushed by a tractor that if you had what said injury that, do you remember you know yeah yeah but dude that's but when I was watching it I was just like is that. Is that is that Andrew Cunanan? You know that's what I was yeah, from, yeah, uh, from, yeah, right? from, the, from the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I looked up. I was like, oh, that is. I I loved him in that. But then yeah, I was watching this. I'm it, like, oh, dude, it, I'm sorry. It, it was cool though. I mean, I do like the idea of an all star cast when it goes well. I mean, you know, if you look at like uh, A Bridge Too Far or uh, Longest Day, like back in the day, like those weren't executed the best. But it was. It is cool to have like these really famous people with small bits. You know, they also like, acted well. Well, it's different, yeah. Mo- but I like the of idea. Them acted very well. Yeah, dude, Anthony Hopkins did a very good mm-hmm. job at like um, portraying like how the Sixth Airborne was just completely fucked, oh, and he great. knew that. I could talk like, for seventeen hours about Bridge Too Far. Well, so. maybe we should make that be one because I am going to tell you a secret. Okay, well that that movie is about seventeen hours long, so uh, you know, what, you, 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 you interrupted my secret. Sorry, you just yeah, but you also I, waited an uncomfortably long time. To do I did. I well, we're all well, like, because okay. I was waiting for someone to go. And yes, we don't care. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, touche. Fine, fine. You know what, Mike? Mike, a, you mute, you, you mute your speakers, and I'll tell them since you don't fucking care. Okay. Okay. Fine. Right, yeah, okay. Okay. No, fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I've never seen the. I've, I've never seen a bridge too far. Wow. Okay. Then we have to do it. We have to do it. It's a great movie. Okay. It is very long. I, I've I seen would, clips. I've I I seen clips. No. I know what happens in it. Everything, Dude, but I've never watched no, you, it. From you start don't. We have the facilities yeah. to take you all, prisoner. Oh, so yeah. good. Well, so I hope you have ten hours to spare. Well, fucking. Mikey, if you don't want to watch it a second time or a third time or a tenth time, by all means. But, hey, I actually have that fucker downloaded in a totally legal uh, and um, straight <laughs> on the up-and-up manner uh, for all those that are listening. From LimeWire. Nice recovery there. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but no, I had to, I actually have that because it's like, it's it's one of those that I remember from when I was a kid and I watched it like a year or two ago. And I was like, well, this isn't actually that terrible. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you should definitely, there are some things we can discuss for sure, but like, yeah, book is it's great. It's way more loose with like, okay, it's, it's written by Cornelius. It's based on a book by Cornelius Ryan, just like the longest day. Mm-hmm. It's not as 
factual as like the longest day is where like, right. the, the 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 movie it it's more conjecture like the sometimes it has characters in it who are based on people it right, doesn't right, actually right, like, yeah. use their real names right, right, yeah. right. and uh, yeah but so yeah it's, it, little... it's worth the watch we should put it on our list how about that let's just put it on our list okay that cool. works for yeah. sure yep Again, so, yeah, this, this movie is so trash that we have to talk about other movies to fill the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. So, yes, we will now start the reviewing phase. So, you know, I mean, as a whole, it's a war movie. I mean, you can't get around that. It's it's a very meandering movie. Um, it's got some cool things in it. It's got a lot of not cool things in it. I mean, it's like walking to a grocery store and picking shit out and being like, this is what I'm going to make for dinner and none of it works, you know? But, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, in my notes I wrote, boring with no focus. Uh, I, I mean... That's it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's... I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. I mean, that's... At the end of the day, I mean, it's not the best movie. It's not the worst movie. It is entertaining, and a lot of people have watched it and liked it. I mean, you know... A lot it of people has are stupid, too. Very true. A broken clock's right twice a day. But, like, you <laughs> know, you, you have to say something for that. If, if there's 75,000 fucking reviews on IMDb, like, it has to be entertaining, at the very least. So, you know, but I, that's what I give it. A 6.5 a 6. out of 10. So. Mike B. groaned so hard. Um. Do you want to go, Mike, or do you want me to go? Who gets the talking pillow? Kind of what Brian said about it being a war movie, I would disagree, and I would say it's an action movie because it was solely focused on the action, and albeit entertaining, and there's seventy five thousand reviews and blah blah blah, and people like that. To quote very loosely, because I'm going to probably fuck this up, but uh, George Carlin is think of the dumbest person you know, and then think that there's half of the population that's dumber than they are. Okay, so that's that. It's entertaining, sure, it could be, and I, I totally probably botched that quote. It's close enough, though. You guys get the idea. Fuck you guys. So with that, it's it just it totally missed its mark on the acting, the writing especially. My God, the writing was awful. Um, the CGI was okay, okay, and like if you're gonna spend that much money on CGI, 60-40. 60-40. That's I would say sixty percent of it was good, forty percent was shit. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that. And yeah, okay, CGI. Yeah, okay. Some good parts, some not great at all. Uh, a lot of it wasn't great. Um, yeah, I just I wish there was a lot more character development, and you can do that in a film like this. You can do that without taking too much time. You could have taken a lot less time on like the 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 dumb shit like. Uh, uh, fucking, you know, explaining the the war room strategy and all that shit and whatnot. You could have actually, like, given some character development and then, again, on the women that were involved, which is a good point, it's like, yeah, they're all dating the same woman or they're all married to the same woman. It's like, nah, women are different. They're people. They're not all going to just be the same, like, whatever, okay, agreeable, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but, like, overall, entertainment value, I guess... Um, even is entertainment value, whatever. I'm actually give this a fucking three and a half out of ten. <laughs> Damn. Because it's um, twenty it's twenty nineteen. It's twenty nineteen. You guys have the fucking resources. 
it should have been a lot better than this because you you also Ooh. did not portray you did not portray the battle as titled right as titled you tried to go over Pearl Harbor and give way too much context in a shitty way and the battle of Midway you did it in like a half hour not good not good you know not good it's like you should have spent a half hour maybe leading up to that whatever and then done the rest of it on the battle of Midway. But mm-hmm. that that failed, and again the acting was not good, and the writing was horseshit. And so yeah, three and a half out of ten. It's it's because they used the wrong helmets, is that it? Oh no no no! no. If, don't even get me started on that shit. Like, that, <laughs> that I mean, is that, a blade of grass. Let's <laughs> be honest, though. yeah. Let's be honest. Like that doesn't really like make or kill. Because I could I could have I could have raked uh, a few movies that we've reviewed in the past. I could have raked them over the coals for a little detail. Right, like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. It's like, I'll point it out, but I'm not going to actually factor that into judging unless it's egregiously fucking retarded. No, they got M90 helmets in there. They they, they, they tried, but like, whatever. So I'm not going to, that's not factoring in. It was just the overall acting, writing, delivery, and just the whole fucking, the, the whole film in itself. Like, it, it, yeah. Shit so. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Well, you know, and that's talking about uh, people who are, you know, entertained by this. I mean, yeah, every once in a while, I like uh, fast food as well. Um, you know, I like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like I like chewing gum sometimes. I like uh, things that I'm going to uh, ingest and shit out and never think about again. Um, occasionally. And, but the thing is, that's not going to stay with me. And, you know, but that's, that's people who I think give this, like, solid reviews. That's really what they're looking for you know it's like oh yeah it was fun and entertaining i was entertained by that shit and it's like okay whatever but um no i i uh i think i said all i wanted to say yeah it's a it's a big uh it's a big clusterfuck of uh you know <laughs> uh of stuff that's just you know it yeah it's it's a true story but the way it's done is just so poorly poorly done i uh I, I was baffled at times by it. Um, the only entertaining thing I think, you know, uh, might be uh, Dennis Quaid uh, with his with his gruffness, uh, sounding like he's choking on a dead rat for uh, for most of the movie. But uh, he's got shingles. Uh, can't yeah, yeah. Him. Come on, come on, Mike. He's got <laughs> shingles. What's wrong with you? It was humorous, but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Boomer disease. Um, yeah. yeah. Single. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I was laughing at that stuff. But uh, no, I was actually laughing at a lot of the stuff that was supposed to be serious, like the part when the, he gets up and he, you know, they do the, the toast to his dead comrade and stuff like that. It was like, these are retired tropes, man. Do them differently. You know, if right. this is real stuff that actually did happen, mix it up. Try to find new ways to to split to present this stuff that says something completely different. That's not just this, you know, you know, schlock. It's just schlock. It's 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 campy. Um, it has the movie has no balls. It has no teeth. Like I've said, there's nothing edgy about it. There's nothing. The the danger doesn't seem real at all. Um, yeah, big big missed opportunity. Hundred million dollars just pissed into the wind. But with a twenty-six uh, million dollar gain, though. Well, I hope it all went. To, uh, <laughs> I hope it all went to Woody Harrelson. So, what's your rating? What's your rating? Uh, 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 uh point one out of ten. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I mean, Brian, do you want to die? I always seem to close. Why don't you go? Oh, I already went, so. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I, you, well, you keep lagging in and out. Yeah, I've, I've lost it all, so. No, did he? Turn, what was the mate. rating he gave it? I started, you motherfucker. Six. <laughs> what rating did you He's give it? Six. 6.5. A 6. what? 5. Six point five. Six point five. Six point five. No, I, yeah. I I would give it like a one or maybe a one point five. No, you you can keep your point oh oh one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I was flabbergasted. I swear to God, Mike A, if you pick up that mic again like a game show host, I'm gonna kill all you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just tell me not. To. I. What am I gonna do? Interrupt you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't for now. No, it's fine. I I should be able to clean that up fine. Um, let's see. Everything that has been said is been stated already. I agree with all of it. Um, the 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 stereotypical trope of a war movie was very well was very much beaten into the ground and then buried. Um, the, again, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll I'll end it the same way I started it. It is a very good entertainment movie. It's a very good movie for that. It is not a war movie like Mike B said. I do agree with that. It's just not. It's an action movie and a World War II theme. It's not a war movie to me. Um, there are some great things they did really, really well with things that we've never seen before in, in the style that they did the whole film, and that is something to applaud them for. But man, it just was really, really, really bad. But the saving grace of it, it's not fucking Pearl Harbor. <laughs> so that that gets into the negatives. When and it it's comes and, to the yeah, and it's exactly like Pearl Harbor, just with maybe an added extension. It's like, like Compton before. saying, Don't, "But wait, we're not Detroit. It's okay." Right, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not Pearl Harbor. So five. Screaming Mel Gibson's out of 10. I think that's the lowest I've ever rated anything. I will say this, though. I could put that on in the background and do something and still be entertained. It's not reaching the Mike B levels of Wind Talkers and the Pearl Harbors of me. So that's why it gets a five. Yeah, no, that's it's, fine. It's noise. Yeah, it's noise. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It sucks because I know some poor slab full of CG artists that put their heart into that. Oh, yeah. It just got butchered, you know? It's like, and, that, and that's the thing I feel for is for those guys. They got paid. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> I mean, you get paid, but, but it's, about their it's, work. Yeah. it's still know, blood, sweat, and tears. And when it comes out, maybe not what you wanted. No, I, I, I felt that pain, so I could totally feel that. I understand too. Like that's when I watch, like when I watch the making of like Attack of the Clones, and I see all of these CGI artists, like you know, uh, uh, slaving in front of the computer and getting cancer from the monitors that they sit in front of, you know, for twenty four hours every day, and George Lucas coming in and like wanting them to tweak all this stuff that takes twenty four hours to do, and uh, yeah, it it just yeah, (laughs) there you go, yeah, Yeah. it just uh, (laughs) it just it it is sad. So I I do feel for those people, but. you know, at least that uh, at least at least a lot of people got to see it. You know, so they they got to see their their work that they put in. You know, because this is a major movie, so they got paid. They got everyone got to see what they did. Unfortunately, it's not very good. And on that bombshell, <laughs> so uh, tallying our scores, this is the lowest ranking film we've done so far with a. 
3.62525 rating. <laughs> and the other reason I have decimals is because of Mike's very low estimation. But um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a take on the battle that, you know, if, uh, if you want to watch noise or something, or if you're on a plane... And there's no other movie. This is a very and, good plane you know, movie. You don't have a this book. This is a very good yeah. plane movie. And, if you're yeah. one of those people who has to sleep with a fan on, uh, you can put this on <laughs> instead, instead of the fan. It, it, it's it's it, white noise. Exactly. Yep. You know, if if you if you need to put noise on, this is it. You know, uh, or if you want to watch the clips on YouTube, you can see the whole movie and then not have to waste two and a half hours of your life. Um, so yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.